You know, it's funny. When you look at someone through rose-tinted glasses, all the red flags just look like flags. Ladies, gentlemen, and variations thereupon, this is Modern Escapism. Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Oodles and in my mother's eyes, I'm her firstborn son that did her proud. To everyone else, I'm a fucking scumbag. And today, <laughs> I'm joined by... <laughs> People see him as a kind, gentle soul that would do anything for anyone. The truth is, he's a tyrannical diva with too many guitars. It's Gadget. You want me? You fucking want me? <laughs> Are we... <laughs> to his peers, he seems like an honest family man with good intentions. The truth is, he's passive-aggressive perfectionist and he watches too many films. It's Stig. That's racist. Unfortunately, Stig's not with us today, but uh, we can carry on without him. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> so, uh, to her colleagues and family, she's a beautiful cherub-like friend to all. At home, she's a ruthless cannibal with a taste for tears. It's candy. Oh no, I'm like that to my friends as well. But hello, sorry. <laughs> Oh, and no, finally, fucking lost. <laughs> and finally, happy, smiley, sexy, warm, inviting, and family first. Our words his fan base would use to describe him. What people don't realise is he's a cockney grifter and wants you all to join the Biggie bundle for his foul, wicked deeds. He's a crook, a wretch, and a villain. It's Biggie. <laughs> I fucking have it, son. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello. I hope we are all well. And as usual, we're going to start with some. Bit of grifting anyway, so Gadget, do you want to take Stig's spot and sell, sell, sell away? Well, yeah, and I'm going to be nice to him. I'm not going to try and do the Stig voice, mostly because it'll hurt my throat too much. <laughs> um, we have a Patreon where you can festoon us with money and we shall festoon you with goods. For Khajiit have wares if thou hast coin. I understood that reference. <laughs> Yay! Because <laughs> you're a gamer. But yes, head to patreon.com forward slash modern escapism and you can join for £5 a month the modern escapees tier where you get an extended version of this show every week uh, plus at least one bonus episode, sometimes nearly 10 bonus episodes <laughs> in a month. We do, we do far too much for this audience. Sorry. Uh, we shall at the stop minute immediately. We, <laughs> at the minute we are doing a run of Hawkeye, the uh, Disney Plus show, uh, where Oodles and Stig are going through and being nerds and, um, you know, Stig's doing the, I think Stig's doing the technical side of it. You know, this is a wonderful TV show and Oodles is doing, it's not the same as the comic books. Not, not quite. I'm, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm more saying I like they're doing this over the comic books, really. I, oh, think, right, I think they're okay. really hitting the stride, MCU. So good. I haven't, listened, I haven't listened to it yet because I do want to watch Hawkeye. I'm not slagging it off as yet, much so. as you'd imagine. Oh, okay. That's a shame. Um, if you like um, D&D. We have an actual player podcast called Do Dragons Dream of Score Cheap, where I take these idiots through an adventure where they lack foresight, planning, and any ability to actually adventure. <laughs> Sums it up perfectly, I think. <laughs> yes, um, and you can support that for £5 a month on the Score Cheap tier. That one gives you uh, early access to episodes, completely ad-free, gets you any parody songs that we do, character sheets that I write, any maps that we create. There's always a bit of artwork from Candy where she just renders a, a horrific scene that we've <laughs> a, a, accounted for. Highlights include, you know, a mysterious ship in a dock, or Stigveld throwing a bear. 
Yeah. <laughs> those those are things that have been drawn. Um, you can also um, add NPC names and uh, item ideas for me to include in the campaign if they're good enough. Trust me, it does it, and, and it keeps using have. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, if you want to support both, though, oh, well, you can join the Biggie Bundle. That's seven pound fifty a month, best value because you get everything, everything, including access to Biggie's super private OnlyFans. <laughs> Even I've not access to that yet. Yeah, he just posts pictures of like stand-up fans. Oh. I've just had another site to open up in Russia that I can store all the files. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> mm, sexy. <laughs> But yeah, so patreon.com forward slash modern escapism and you can give us money and we can give you things. Uh, also, if you head to the website, modernescapism.co.uk, you can find our merch store where you can uh, go in and buy some merch with a lot of artwork that Candy has lovingly created for us, including stickers of Biggie's head. Yeah. Go <laughs> <laughs> by that. I really had no idea that was there until I, I saw that, trying to take a picture of something else to show. I've and literally I was like, got one on the back of my laptop. There? <laughs> it's, 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 He's scratching them as well, scratching sniff. I'd put it on so no one would steal my laptop. Um, I'm joking. Ooh. I'm joking. I'm joking. They would want to steal it. But yes, thank you very much. Yes, please go and spend your money on us. Thank you very much for that. Let's just get on with the show. Biggie, what have you been up to this week? Well, I finished Kingdom. Congratulations. Really, really enjoyed that. That was excellent. Um, yeah, please check that out. So good mentioned really that last good. week. Uh, just started Hellbound. Not going to talk about that because uh, I think you need to go into that pretty blind. Um, but it's good so far. Really, really enjoying that. Are you, are you checking off the uh, John Cheatham bingo card? Are you there? <laughs> just going, going through the K-Botak, um Is it K-Botak? Is that how you say it? I think so. The K-Botak history. Yeah, he's got some good recommendations, as are John. Um, so yeah, uh, started going through that, but really good so far. Uh, finished the morning show; that was excellent. Is that worth a, worth a punt then? Yeah, I think so. I, I keep mean, looking at it, thinking, mm. would you sign up for Apple Plus just to watch that? Probably not. I've got I've got but, the six months when I got the PlayStation. Yeah, same here. That's what I've got it on. But um, yeah, I, I've enjoyed. It. I thought um, the wife and I thought it was excellent. Really enjoyed one and two. Um, cool. I don't actually know what they're doing after that. I don't know if it's still going ahead. Um, interestingly, um, it's one of the first bits of media, I think, that's actually got COVID in it. They cover COVID, how it starts during the season, which I don't oh. think I've seen anything else actually refer to that. Uh, Mythic so. Quest did like a mid like a between seasons episode where mm-hmm. they, um, the, uh, they'd finished the first season and then there was just like, before they start in the second season, like everyone's in lockdown. Like the whole episode was done over like, Zoom or FaceTime or whatever. Oh, okay, really, cool. really well done episode. A bit of a yeah, tearjerker in places. It's pretty good. Yeah, I like the way they announced the approach of COVID. It's quite clever. Um, so that's cool. But um, after that, I've been nerding the fuck out. Uh-oh. I have been playing Divinity Original Sin, getting really, yes. in, getting really into that. It's so good, isn't it? <laughs> I've actually started to get my head around the combat. So I was struggling a little bit. So I was trying to play it like a. Like an RPG, but I'm now playing it a bit like XCOM sort of planning where the battles are long, and as long as you strap in, you'll win. I'm starting to change the tactics slightly, and I'm having more um, success with the combat. Yeah, side quests and stuff. You should also just try and play it like D&D because the combat is completely yeah. based on the rule set of D&D. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> yeah, so if you... Lots if of you, hits if, and misses. <laughs> yeah, lots of hits and misses, but if you think like of like the random shit you can do in D&D, and Divinity is really good in that you can kind of chain a lot of that together. 
Like, just as an example, like when I was playing Divinity Original Sin 2, uh, there was there was a boss I was dealing with, and I ran out of spells apart from a levitation spell that I had. Like, I basically just used all my spell slots kind of thing. Um, so I just used levitation to just ch- chuck barrels at this boss, and the, the boss kept just blow. I just kept he kept blowing them up when he was attacking. Setting them on fire. Yeah, it was mm. great. It's just like just all standing in a circle, just hurling shit at him. It's funny as fuck. What class did you roll initially, Biggie? Uh, God, um, I think I'm a scoundrel. Yeah, yeah. So was I. So you, you're in for a winner there, mate. You, you're cool. gonna be fine. So, yeah, I'm finding my feet in that, but I really enjoy it. Very funny game. Um, the writing so is good. excellent. Um, something I wish I'd thought about before as well, the score is really good. Mm, yeah. it's, it's basic and repetitive, but it works. I've obviously thought about the fact you'll be spending a lot of time in these areas, so the, the music kicks in, in different feels for different areas, but it, it's repetitive, but it, it, I never get tired of it. It's really good. When, when, when you finish it and you jump up to the second game, like there's a massive jump in... Um, <sighs> Uh, production uh, everything <laughs> like the graphics the music i mean the writing's as good as it is in the first one and like the story's pretty good but just like like the overall presentation layer is so refined and it's just like i think because i think the first game i think it was a kickstarter game wasn't it yes yeah that's right um so but yeah i mean they did an excellent job with what they had i feel like the first one's the demo to the second one yeah the second one is just leaps and bounds way better i'm sure it is i'm sure but I, i'm um enjoying what i'm playing so far and i'm i'm going to ruin one side quest because i thought it was brilliant um there's uh a quest i had to do where there are these talking statues called the watchers <laughs> and um i just solved one of the puzzles with one of them and it says do you want to see the future and i was like yeah fuck it show me my future and it brings up the end credits of the game yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know that Which was coming. I it was just <laughs> class. I thought brilliant, absolutely brilliant. So, yeah, got a chuckle out of me. Um, and I have also been playing Football Manager 22. Spreadsheet uh, which, Simulator. Which is free, nerdier. Uh, yeah, which is free on um, Game Pass. It's probably so, the nerdiest game on Game Pass. <laughs> I'm sure it is. It's super nerdy Football Manager. But I've, I've spent literally past week or so just tweaking all the stuff that doesn't come with the game so all the logos kits all that kind of thing just takes basically ages. improving but i'm at that point where i think i've got it exactly how i want it and, and uh, now you can play the game into yes i've been playing <laughs> it in between but, um, <laughs> because it's only just come out obviously things have been released so i've been testing them out to see how they work and stuff and um yeah i like the look of it. i'm enjoying it so it's uh, pretty basic but yeah enjoying it not a massive jump from uh, 21 to if i'm perfectly honest if you've got 21 you're probably not going to be missing out too much, if I'm honest. And the fact that it's free, um, if you have Game Pass uh, Ultimate, is a bonus as well. So, Yeah. It, I, I, I think it's one of them, them games that you don't... It obviously, you've got an advantage if you're into football, but if you just like stats in general, it's an RPG. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's it basically what it is. But a pen and paper RPG. And you can play it how you want it so you can get right into the tactics and depths of tweaking left, right and centre or you can let all your assistants do loads of stuff and you can just concentrate on managing the team. I'll give you you one super duper tip, listeners. Don't get it on your phone because you'll lose your life. (laughs) Trust me. Aren't aren't you banned from playing it? Yeah, I'm not allowed to play it anymore. I'm I'm not allowed it at all. If I'm seen on that game, I'm done for. (laughs) (laughs) I'm done for. Excellent. Good, good, good. Right. Uh, Candy? I've been doing loads this week, so I'm just going to try and 
rattle through it as quickly as I can. Um, so I started and finished Dead Pixels, which is a six episode, six episodes, I think, uh, comedy following the lives of gamers playing an MMORPG, which is uh, no, not gamers. Yeah, gamers. <laughs> gamers. Definitely based on uh, Elder Scrolls Online, I think. Um, it's called uh, Kingdom Scrolls. So, uh, <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> Doesn't leave. Uh... Kingdom Scrolls obliterate. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't side splitting funny, but it sort of brought a smile to my face, especially uh, as an incurable ESO fan myself. Um, and that's on Netflix. I finished Wool, finally. After hey, what uh, did you think? I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and I know you've spoken in detail on previous episodes, so I won't go on about it too much. But yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I've just started Shift, which is the second book in the se- series. Um, yep. I'm listening to it on Audible and the, nar- the narrator's changed. And I'm not that too sure that That fucks you I'm... off, that. that... <sighs> yeah, I'm not getting on with the new, new narrator that well, but I'm going to stick with it and see how it goes. Like I, I made the mistake of reading a few reviews. Um, before I started it, which didn't fill me with a great sense of hope, but I think I just need to listen to it and just because um, apparently the third one's brilliant. So just to join them up, I'm going to listen to it. Um, I also played a game called Bendy and the Ink Machine, which originally came out. It was a um, episodic game, came out I think 2018, maybe I didn't actually look I, a few years ago. Anyway, um, <laughs> a period of time ago. Yeah. Um, so again, it was. A customer asked me for a uh, a bendy tattoo. I was like, I remember playing the first couple of episodes when it first came out. I never finished it, um, so I got that done. And it's it's basically like a, if you can imagine a mix between Mickey Mouse, Bioshock, and Borderlands. I mean, um, that's say those three again. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> my um, my son was obsessed with this when it first came out because of his YouTube heroes, and I bought it for him for Christmas, not knowing what it was. Fucking shit, scary man. I think it would be if you're a child. Yeah. I am a child. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was it was quite fun. Um, worth a go. Went back and finished it. Uh, but the main thing I did, and I don't know, I'm I'm going to talk about this more in the Patreon section, I think. But I watched the Game Awards, so I don't know if anyone wants to chime in on this one because I don't. I'm sure a few of you. Have I, I, watched I watched them too. I've seen about two thirds of it. Mm. Um, There's only so much Jeff Keighley I can take in in a day. I thought he <laughs> it was, was barely in it. Yeah, I thought <laughs> that was a good level of Jeff. Actually, it wasn't too yeah, much, he, Jeff. He wasn't taking over this on. time, was he? He was. It's not like his summer game fest where it's just the Jeff show. This Jeff fest. I mean, he's the, the one that shouts out world premiere. No, and after him, everything he says. No, um, I, I tell you what, though, there wasn't many awards on it, was it? No, no, it was just reveals. It was trailers and I, reveals, which was fine adverts. for me. I, I did I did like the fact that you brought on Hideo Kojima just because he's my best mate kind of thing. Yeah. When Hideo Kojima had nothing to announce, so he just showed off Guillermo del Toro's next film at the yeah. Game Awards. And Guillermo del Toro what? said, I, I'd, li- I'd like a game, something along the lines of Silent Hill to come yeah. out. Like, shut up, Guillermo. We know what you're talking yeah, exactly. about. We know what you're doing. I hope another one of those comes out, is what he said. Yeah. Ooh, you bastard. I see what you're um, doing there. But yeah, no, Don't really. Give us hope. Really enjoyed it. I think it's my favorite. It's been my favorite game show. I think this um, not game show. You know what I mean? A show yeah. that features games um, in the last year or so. Um, like I liked of- it. I thought it was just a- absolutely okay. No, I really enjoyed it. I uh, thought there were quite a few. Um, Have a nice death looked fun. Yeah, it did. Uh, which is yeah, a two D platformer. Uh, Hellblade Two. I cannot get enough of that trailer. Um, we haven't had a trailer for about two years, I think, and I was. Hooked on the first trailer. I hadn't played the first one before I saw it, so mm. that's what got me to play it in the first place. I'm so excited. It looks and stunning, it was, doesn't it? 
Oh, and it was a gameplay trailer as well. It wasn't even a cinematic. They're like fighting that Grendel. And it should be. They're fighting mm. that Grendel creature, and it's like, it's fucking haunting. Just, it looks yeah, like the they're way- getting they're getting away from the in in a dream type thing. Obviously, obviously, Senya was still getting those. Don't go in there. Don't go in yeah, there. Yeah, you can still hear but the. But it seems like that's stuff. real life rather than the hellscape that you were in on the uh, original game. Well, I think it would have to be because there's other people that she's commanding by the look exactly, of it. So yeah. they must be actually seeing it, I would think. Yeah, it's it's terrifying. Like, I'm pretty sure that's Grendel from Beowulf. I'm pretty sure. Something, yeah. But I mean, it's all if kind it of... is, they're going through that Nordic mythos, which I'm into. I think they are because they've moved to Iceland, haven't they? It was yeah. in the Orkney Islands to begin with and now it's based in Iceland, I think. So I don't yeah. know if it's maybe a partial reboot or if it's an actual sequel. But yeah, oh, I'm so excited. It looks stunning. <laughs> yeah. looks unreal. Um, Star Wars Eclipse, that's another one that piqued my interest. Um, It was a cinematic, wasn't it? That was a cinematic, but I think that one looks like it's going to be set around the time that Anakin was growing up because you see a shot of um, Yoda still in the kind of Jedi. I think it's High Republic. Yeah, it's it's set just before Anakin, I think. Yeah, it's High Republic. They're they're, they're saying like High Republic was like a 200-year period before the the prequels or something like that, isn't it? Like you've got Newt Gunray. You've got the blockade and stuff like that. You've got the Trade Federation and all that. Nonsense. Plenty of yeah. time for people to hate sand. Oh, Plenty yeah. of time. It's a uh, yeah, yeah. Also, also remember today the cage game. It's uh, that uh, <laughs> going to be problematic. Probably going to be our first Star Wars thing with tits in it. Do you think? Do you think Wait. you're going to get be able to take a, a Twi'lek into the showers? Oh, God. I mean, I, I mean, potentially. Probably. It, 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 it's it. And David Cage himself will be in there somewhere. Yeah, they need to take more than two bottles into the shower, then, won't they? The toilets. Oh, you're 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 walking like the Jedi High Council building, and there'll just be David Cage sat there going, "This is a game about symbolism. (laughs) (laughs) The Jedi are war and shit like that because the fucking he can't help himself. He'll put put it right on the nose. The Republic are like Nazis. We know, David. We know. (laughs) Thank you. We understand. (laughs) We get fascism. Robots. Yeah. <laughs> in this world, we call them droids. <laughs> yeah, the big hell. reveal. Um, Alan Wake 2 has been announced as a full-blown yes. survival horror this time. Now, is it me? Or did Alan Wake look like Bradley Cooper in that trailer? A little bit like Bradley Cooper. I thought Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm, yeah, that look as well. Mm, yeah. So that's that's maybe, maybe their bastard child. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely um, Gyllenhaal. Wasn't there a... Silent Hill game kind of revealed. Slitterhead. Slitterhead. Mm. Which looks more like an acid trip than Silent Hill. It looks absolutely weird. Yeah. Um, looks like it's set in Hong Kong, I think. It's made the, by, yeah. it, I think, the composer to Silent Hill and one of the producers or something. So there's, there's Silent Hill links, but... It's 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 the, the creator of Silent Hill, so like the game director of the first game. Yeah. And um, uh, Akira... It, Whatever his name is, I can't remember his name. Yeah. But yeah, the um, composer of Silent Hill. It looks Hill, more one, two, daft three, and four. Than Silent Hill. Mm. It it looks surreal. Like I'm I'm kind of into it. It mm. it, it wasn't very like the the CGI thing that they showed didn't look very good. <laughs> like yeah, I, it didn't. It's stylized, but it didn't look good. I don't care necessarily if it's like if it's like a ultra realistic or like a high definition yeah. like detail game. If it's scary and fun to play, like I'm quite Absolutely. happy for a stylized horror game. I don't give a like, fuck about graphics, but I know a lot of people do. Yeah, and, and and a lot of times when they focus too much on the graphics, you lose the scares. Like I will go back to it, still pissed off about it. The medium, oh. <laughs> beautiful looking game. What a weekend that it was, was! Not scary, and it was shite. <laughs> mm. Waste it, waste of ten hours. Mm, I thought it was alright. I just, that, I that didn't creature, hate it. I'm coming for you. <laughs> mm, come get oh, me. Oh yeah, I'm not scared. <laughs> 
Yeah, he was bad. Uh, Horizon um, Forbidden West. Oh, yeah. One. Just, it was a, more of a demonstration of all the environments that's going to be open to us. And then it followed by and the a, snake. Yeah. The snake the robot. Oh. You know what? I'm 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 dis- I'm disappointed after the last reveal. You know, they delayed her Forbidden West a little bit into this into next year, and you know, Aloy still looks like a normal human woman. They haven't put the makeup on her that the internet wanted. They haven't made her sexy. And now right, what a shame. She's still yeah. got bad teeth. Oh no. Yeah. No out of ten. Won't play. <laughs> yeah. No, t- no tits. Not interested. Literally unplayable. Uh. <laughs> yeah. But I like the way they followed it with an orchestral piece from it as well. So, so if you the, the, the Game good, Awards but... Orchestra are phenomenal. So good. You know, a soundtrack just goes straight to my soul. Mm. Mm. Um, Nightingale looked fun as well. That was a new IP. Um, yeah, that, yeah, that, that one with the giants. Like no, the, it was. That, is that the crafting one? I'm I thinking no, of something no, else. No, night, night, Nightingale was the. Um, it was like kind of. Transdimensional, stuck in another universe kind oh, of thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, there it, was Gollum. Kind of foggy forest. Gollum as well. Gollum, I'm not, I'm Gollum looks fucking Gollum. wank. <laughs> he looks like an Aardman animation, I thought. Like, he looks like Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> it looks terrible. I, I, cannot, I cannot listen to Gollum not being Andy Serkis. And mm. I'm not Andy Serkis' biggest fan, but his voice is mm. what He's Gollum iconic. sounds like. <laughs> The um, I, I think what what's setting off me there. I don't. I'm not that bothered by the art style or kind of the voice actor for Gollum. Fine, whatever they do, what you do. But I don't see it as a game that needs to exist. Like no. it's a stealth hide 'em up thing. Like why not just make like there there are loads of stealth hide 'em up games that will probably do this better and doesn't it doesn't no one needed to know how Gollum escaped from Mount Doom. Bring back know? Thief. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> bring that back. Speaking of which, isn't it the 20 year anniversary of like the Fellowship? Something uh, like that. Yeah. Actually, yeah, this month because it was That's December twenty, December two thousand and one that the that. first film came out. Yeah. Twenty years, fucking hell! Weird that I paid for old. I paid for cinema myself to watch that. That's how old I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Not a treat from mum and dad. No, I sat I got next it to Tolkien when we watched it. I bet you did. I bet you wrote half of it. <laughs> <laughs> The Bombadil stuff. God, that's the best bit. No, it's not. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Don't you, don't you, don't you, you kid about that. Fuck me. I hate that section. I always skip that section of the book. Everyone does. <laughs> just take like the next 30 pages and just skip over. Rip them out. <laughs> Rip them out. Don't need it. Straight to Brie. Here we are. We're in Brie. <laughs> and uh, just a few more, just because I'll be here all night otherwise. Uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland looks ace. I'm yeah. really excited for that. We got a release date for that, March 22nd. Mel- Metal Hellsinger, which I've also. Is it Hellsinger or Hellslinger? Metal Hell. Anyway. Yeah, that, that was. That, you had the Trivium guy coming on. That's right. I didn't even know we didn't have any air anymore. That shocked me. Uh, <laughs> and then it's like, this, we got the guys. We got the guys. I'm like, my God, this is going to be incredible. And it's just Edge Lord, the game, isn't it? It's going to be mint. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna be min- it's gonna be min. You're, you're, you're gonna be there day one, it's aren't you? Be little, little goth self, you're gonna have you yeah. get your makeup back yeah. on your finger, uh, nails pointed, guns, skeletons. It's gonna be incredible. I'm gonna incredible. be so shit at it though. I'm so excited. I'm just now because not only am I shit at first person shooters, but I don't have much rhythm. So the com- combination. It, it of looks two. like a. It looks like Doom, where you don't have to be good at first person shooters. Well, the, the thing is that there's a game similar to it out, which I've got on Steam called um, uh, BPM Bullets Per Minute. Yes, yes. And it's got exactly the same conceit. You've got to shoot on the beat. Yeah. Uh, but this one's a roguelike rather than a campaign. Mm. Um, it's fucking hard because you don't realize like how... Like, I'm a musician. I can hold a metal <laughs> beat. And it's really weird to like time your gunshots to the beat. 
Yeah, I'll definitely, yeah, so I'll definitely get in this though. Just You've got to like rethink how you play the game. Yeah, have, have so you seen weird. the bands confirmed in this? It's ridiculous. They're all in I, it. Actually, they're all in it, mate. There's Celtic Frost there? in it for yes. God's sake. <laughs> Hang on, let's have a look. Bands in. So it's Metal Hell Singer. Yeah, not Slinger. Uh, apparently, it's not. Um, it's not releasing at, at massive cost either. It's like a budget title, so. Even better. Well, it may it may not be that long. If it's only like 10 or 12 songs, maybe yeah. that's like a song per level. Yeah, and I think they're all original songs as well. I think so. That's what, what I read. Wouldn't that be like a licensing issue further down the line? Well, I'll just play it on stream fast. <laughs> fast and loose. <laughs> no, it's just, I mean, you know, GTA had to drop tracks because they've... You know, lost the license or not renewed. They did the have big, massive hits, though. Do you know what I mean? Big... Mm. I was going to say these are actually made for the for game, the aren't game. They? So yeah. you would think they're probably some kind of um, contract contractually um, obliged to have to let them stream. Okay. What I'm thinking of if these games like do well, then you'll get other genre games coming out in a similar vein, like hip hop. You could you could do a hip hop shooter or a hip hop platformer or something. You could absolutely, cause you could. I mean, does no one does no one remember Wu Tang Taste the Pain? Mm. That was it, yeah, hip hop fighting, yeah, exactly. Ooh, so, um, yeah, fin- finally found it on, on Loudwire. So, uh, Metal Hellsinger will feature vocal performances uh, from rockers such as Trivium's Matt Hafey, um, Arch Enemies, Alyssa White Glues, yeah, Ginger's Tatiana Schmeierluck. Yep, butchered her name entirely. But uh, that, the singer from Ginger, she's incredible. She's got some right pipes on her. Pipes. It sounds like she's, she's um, drilling glass in her no, throat. No, no, no. Then she sings beautiful choruses yeah. as well. Mm. It's so good. Uh, Soilworks, Bjorn, Speed, Strid. Yeah. Ooh, Dark Tranquility's Mikhail Stanley yeah. and Black Crown Initiates, James Dorton. So there's some fucking good singers Absolute there. beasts. <laughs> it's going to be intense. I can't wait for that. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I'm going to buy you it. <laughs> and you've got to stream it and go, what is this noise? <laughs> All I can hear is bang, bang, bang. <laughs> Um, we also got the Matrix Unreal 5 demo, which turns out is an actual little uh, free game that you can play, which I haven't played yet. That's Good God. Be, uh... We have thoughts. Good God. Oh, oh. I have I many thoughts on that as well. Thoughts good thoughts, good thoughts, very good thoughts. But just, it, it just we need to like vomit out the praise, basically, <laughs> yeah. what needs to happen. Well, I look forward to that then. Um, and yeah, before we move on, I just want to say massive congratulations to a friend of the show, Ross Tregenza. He was not only nominated for a game award for his work on Deathloop, um, but he was also able to announce that he's been working on the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre game as well that's coming oh, out. Yeah, so that's probably right up his street. Yeah. Nice. Well done, Ross. Excellent well work. Well done. Best lad. Mm, mm, mm. Excellent. Thank you very much. So we're going to move on to me now. Um, I haven't done as much as you guys. Obviously, I watched the Game Awards. I was going to brush on that a little bit, but I've been playing Avengers again. Oh, no. Why? Why? Because it's got better... <laughs> It started at a very low point, so getting better doesn't necessarily mean that's any it's good. It's still not a good game, but it got better. I said it's got less worse. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I've actually finished all the campaigns in it now. The War for Wakanda, fantastic. It's better than the main game, um, mainly because it's got a story. Um, oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, that helps. Um, the Spider-Man stuff that's in it is terrible. Uh, probably the worst character in the game. Uh, so don't worry if you're playing it on Xbox. He is crap. Um, really got into the Hawkeye and Kate Bishop stuff mainly because I'm watching Hawkeye and I'm just in that mood uh, Kate Bishop is overpowered if you don't know what the game is it's um, almost a Destiny style looter shooter thing but without the shooting um, you fight robots in it basically <laughs> repeatedly 
Um, guess what, guys? I did a raid with humans, <laughs> with actual real people. No. You did multiplayer. I did multiplayer, and we won. Organised multiplayer, not just like jumping into a lobby and getting Mate, killed a lot. I spoke to him. Oh. <laughs> what, are you, what have you done with Oodles? One was Scottish. Mm. And you could understand anything he said? No. I know you struggled with punk last week. No, I, I couldn't. <laughs> but we, we, be, we, we did a raid. <laughs> and Sorry, was it a successful raid? Yeah, we won. We beat the so robots. Didn't Leroy Jenkins it? No, no. We, we, <laughs> <laughs> we beat the robots. And then they were like, oh, so we do it again? And I was like, no, bye. <laughs> Bad me fun. Did I've, you get a reward, though? Yeah, I got me gear that I want. I just, I'm, I'm, main, I'm main in Kate Bishop because she's like OP. Uh, imagine having an archer, so you've already got the advantage over someone like Captain America. You've got range, but she can teleport as well. <laughs> so that's me. All, I'm, I'm here. It's a rogue. Pure rogue. Um, so, so, so does that mean you're basically playing like Nightcrawler? Yeah, you're just bouncing, bouncing yeah. around, killing things from a distance. Unlimited, unlimited warping. There's no that, cooldown. That seems fucking broken. <laughs> yeah, no, but she's new. <laughs> is there PvP in the game, or is it just PvE? No, it's PvE. All oh, right, okay. Because I was saying PvP, yeah, that would be that. so broken. Well, they said they were going to do PvP, <laughs> but I think they've just left the game to die now. Now, now they've, they've yeah. done the contractual Spider-Man thing, and I swear to God, Spider-Man's crap. <laughs> it's so well, bad. It, it it they've got a bit of neck on them putting Spider-Man into that game given how good PS4 Spider-Man was. Like you need to if you're going to put Spider-Man into a, into a, a game in a similar vein to it, you know like an action adventure game. Yeah. You you need to at least do it as good as the other game that you can get with that character. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, the main the main thing they did that <laughs> makes the game a lot more fun to play is they got rid of a lot of the um the uh, the grind, the cosmetic grind. Now you can unlock them quite easily. You don't have to pay real cash to look cool. Um, yeah, didn't they put pay to win shit in oh, there? Oh god, as well, yeah, though? they did. Yeah, pay to okay, pay to did. experience and stuff. That's gone. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's gone. It's out of the oh, it's out cool. of the water now. Uh, we've a twenty four gigabyte patch to get rid of that. <laughs> so that There's was a lot of pay to win that shit. That was ingrained <laughs> into the whole thing. <laughs> so that's it's nice to see that go away. It's just it's very repetitive. But these games are De- Destiny is very repetitive. You know what I mean? If you're playing on your own. Mm. You're not getting that much. I mean, Destiny looks a lot better. <laughs> it's a more beautiful game by a long stretch, and the shooting's incredible on Destiny. But yeah, it's fun. But the main thing I've been talking about is my new obsession, Loop Hero. Have we heard of Loop Hero? No. I have heard of it, but I don't know much about yeah. it. The best way to describe Loop Hero, it's a computer game, everybody. The best way to describe it um, is by using the Wikipedia entry. So Loop Hero is a 2021 endless RPG developed by Russian studio Four Quarters and published by Devolver Digital. So you already know what you're in for. The game takes place in a randomly generated world where the player changes the world by placing cards instead of directly controlling a character. So the easiest way to describe it is it looks like your game's like... um, Shovel Knight, as in it's 8-bit kind of thing. You've got a, a, an empty void and, a, a, and a basically a circular path where your character constantly walks around. And you then put the cards down or the, the stats down for battles to appear or, um, let's say, buildings to appear, taverns, uh, mountains. You're, you're, you're basically the game designer as the game's constantly looping. Are you, are you following? <laughs> Just about. Yeah. How are you? How are you playing this? As soon as you aren't aware of time. Oh, you can pause it. <laughs> okay, that's the main. Perfect for you. Then. Yeah, you can you can pause it. So basically, the game's on like a day cycle. So every loop's a day. 
know what I mean? And yeah. every day you get something new pops out. Every time you win a battle, a new card will pop up. Uh, you can have unlimited. There's no deck limit or anything like. It's not a deck builder. Um, cards just pop up. You can let, let's say I kill the slime. Uh, basically, I don't control the battles. The battles control like Final Fantasy battles, which just turn based. But you don't control them. Um, let's say in that battle, I unlocked a sword, so I can equip the sword on the guy, so he can finish the battles quicker, do more damage. And I also unlock a swamp. Now, the swamp will say, putting this swamp down will give you more resources every time you walk over the swamp. However, you're more likely right. to run into a, a wolf or a swamp goblin. Do you get what I mean? Okay. So it's like yeah. risk-reward type thing. There's a bit of a dice roll edge to it. And my God, it's fucking addictive. It's, it's, I've never felt this uh, one, more, one more run since like, Into the Breach. Ooh. Yeah, I think it's, Oh, is this on the Switch, I take it? It's on the Switch and PC. Um it's it's um, it's like twelve quid and all. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and uh it's just oh my god, it's it's if you listen to this, just look at the images of it, because it's hard for me to really put it to words. It's not a pretty game, but it's not an ugly game either. It's like it knows what it's trying to be. It is eight bit, it looks like an Amiga game or something like that. But there's so much. Yeah, it's a, oh yeah, I'm looking at screenshots now. It's got a crunchiness to it. Yeah, it, it's actually got a lot of filters you can put on it as well to make it look super, super, super duper crunchy. You can even put scan lines mm. on it and everything. Um, so, so stop tempting me for a while. <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs> I imagine I'd probably like this more. Get ready. Are you sitting down on PC? Because <laughs> I know, I know. So, Mr. Console Gamer himself. Yeah, I, I just think a mouse would make it a lot quicker. I could, I could. Like you can, you can like remember on the Sims where you had like three different speeds <clears throat> that you could do on Sims. It's yeah. like that. If you really want to just speed it up, speed it up, you, you can do that. But obviously, because I'm on Switch and I'm taking a little bit longer to click on the tiles I want to click on, I'm slowing it down more. So the, the runs are taking a little bit longer than anticipated. But it's just really clever how like there is also a, like a meta game to it where let's say you get a mountain card. If you put four blocks of mountain cards together, they become a super mountain or a volcano, which you, you, you'll get more like rocks and stuff like that um, to, to, to build back at your base. But also, what comes out of super volcanoes in fantasies? Dragons. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's a risk reward. And then you've, you've got that. You've also, every loop you do, you're getting more and more equipment, more and more equipment. If you die on your loop, on one of the loops, you lose that. You lose 70% of you. So when you get. When, when, once you've done one lap, like a, like a, like a race car game, once you've done, got to the, the beginning of the lap again, you've got a choice. Do you want to go back to camp and bank everything you've got and start the loop again and, and then build back it? Because you, you're building a base, basically, back at home. Or do you want to risk it again for double XP or something? Do you know what I mean? It does that to you. Yeah. And, oh, God, it's just so fucking good. I can't believe this game. It was, it was a Game Award nominee as well. Um. It's 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 got like I think it's got like an eighty five or something on Metacritic. It's it's well loved, but the mm. Switch part is just exceptional. And it's one of those games that's it's so fun, but it's two hundred and nine megabytes. Yeah, <laughs> it's like how can you how can you do this? How, <laughs> this is like magic, and it's just ah. Oh, I know I, I'm terrible at selling things to people, but this game is next level incredible. Thirteen pound forty nine on the eShop, and if you want to get it on Steam, which I literally just have. 
Um, it's seven pound forty. Just bought it. Time of recording. Yeah, you're gonna. I, I swear you're gonna curse me next week. You're gonna say, "Why, like why did you make me get it?" The recommendation to somebody getting involved that we've ever had. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I just bought it from this. The thing is, the thing is, Biggie, he's gonna hate me because he's he's not gonna be able to do his work. <laughs> Knowing Ooh. that loop hero is just there in the corner because you yep. you could proper minimize it, mate, and play it while you're working. <laughs> oh, don't stay. I swear. <laughs> It is incredible. Oh. The second this game comes out on it's, iPad, it's also, we're it's, 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 yeah, it's even it's even smaller on PC. Like it's taken me eight seconds to download the whole game. <laughs> yes. Hundred and forty <laughs> minutes. That's what I mean. It's so, <laughs> mate. It's you, you could literally start playing it while we're recording this, and it wouldn't put you off. It's not like an endless runner or anything like that. It's not a you have to you have to focus and you have to pause the time and 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 like it doesn't tell you what combinations make what, but it it makes you make sense. Like you can put a lighthouse card. And in, in in your head, it makes sense to put a lighthouse card near water, wouldn't it? And then you get yeah. Obviously, it works. It's like oh, you get an even better lighthouse. And every every battle you have, there's a random chance that you can blind the enemy. Do you know what I mean? It's that right. It's that, okay, but yeah. there's a random chance you could blind you as well. <laughs> so, oh, so it's that oh, it's, it's just so good. I can't believe this game exists. <laughs> it's, well, that's installed now, so I'm gonna play it tonight while I'm waiting for things to pre-process. Mate, it's it's you're gonna fucking curse me. Anyone listen to this and buys it because of me, <laughs> you're gonna hate me. It's one of the, like it's like when someone told me to get into the breach. I'm like, oh, it looks fine. And then a week later, I'm like, you fuckers, this is one of the best games ever made. This is incredible. Yeah, you might complete it before the end of the pod, so then we'll have a, a recommendation, the purchase, and the completion all in one show. There is there is a story to it. There's a tiny little bit of a story, and I think there you can complete it, but there's an endless mode as well. Oh, and I'm God. like, I want to. Why, why would you tell me? I want to be yeah, endless. If that comes out on iPad, people will die of starvation yeah. by the sounds of it. <laughs> it. It's just so good. If you've got a Switch or a, a laptop that can run uh, Doom, the original Doom, <laughs> get it downloaded because, oh my God, it's just incredible. And if we can support Devolver Digital, let's keep supporting them because they just, they just published some of the best games we've, we've played, really. Well, absolutely. I mean, I, 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 ridiculous at the moment. Like Inscription is one of my favorite yeah. games of the year that I've been playing. They published that. Yeah, it's just you got, you, you got, God loved Evolve for publishing a fucking weird game every so. Yeah, time. I think Loop Hero just it just hits exactly what I need. It's, it, I think it's an ADHD cure because it's it's, it's it's doing what I need. I'm constantly like discovering new things and like even uh, it's like it's not a roguelike, but every time you fail, yeah, you you don't lose everything. You only lose seventy percent, so yeah. you still progressing and progressing and, and it's that that makes you think one more run one more run and if you're having a bad run you'll just retreat because you can retreat at any time even if you're on like one HP and you think, I can't make it to the you retreat but you'll get a 30% penalty for everything you've collected so there's no right. it's not like super tough it's just super fucking good so loop hero oh I do you know what it's, it's, it's scraping Monster Hunter Rise already it's scraping it ooh, I don't ooh. think it will peak it because Monster Hunter Rise does a lot more but it's, I was going to say you've got to be careful John's going to be in the corner crying at the I don't past. think John should buy Loop Hero because I think he'd be addicted to it I think I everyone would be it's <laughs> it's just fantastic it's we, we made this podcast for procrastination and that game personifies it trust me <laughs> so Gadget finally Let's save the best till last, because I think you've got something hot on the the tongues of gamers across the universe this week to talk I about. Do, I do, in, I do. In fact, a couple of other things before I get started. So, first of all, I listened to last week's podcast. Oh, 
Um, th- thank you, thank you very much to uh, to Punk for joining uh, joining and filling in my place as the person with the accent that no one can understand. <laughs> but uh, it was it, it was a fun podcast. I don't know how you managed to make it so short. All that makes me think is that I fucking talk for too much. No, uh, anyway. we, we, we said that after we were like, I think it's because we just smashed the main topic and we're like, no one argued. It was like, yeah, that works. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that works. But no, it was a very good podcast, and thank you for Debbie. Thank you to Debbie Punk for a. Uh, Standing in my stead. And, and our, our um, executive producer, Supernaticat. Yes. And to stick for doing a marvellous edit. He did, didn't he? Um, oh, he did. He did. He, he, he did very well, didn't he? Boy. He's a good boy. Although somebody um, here might not be so happy about it. Send the better. Because Candy literally died on air. I did, unfortunately. Yeah, I was very snotty. That, that, that Easter egg that he put at the end, he missed a trick, because as soon as I listened to that, because it was just a compilation of your snots and sniffs throughout, um, I don't know why he didn't put the baseline to uh, money from Pink Floyd oh, dude, underneath it. I thought that as well. <laughs> <laughs> that must be the musician in us. I was like, oh my God, yeah. it's Pink Floyd. <laughs> I just hear the, all these little snorts and then just in my head I hear... Yeah, oh God, I was... Yes, I didn't mention that. I was like, fucking hell. Yeah. Maybe quite finished. But things are... things are also Other things I've done... I watched the second season of Mythic Quest. It's good, isn't it? Um, which I'm, it's it's good. I'm not going to go into it because uh, Candy went into it a few weeks ago, but it's not as good as the first season. I think no. they did too much of like the interpersonal relationships rather than talking about the game. Mm. I love the two episode arc that CW got, yes. like his uh, his history. That I thought that was heartbreaking, like because he's just seen like how awful a person he became, and then like the resolution. To it is worth streaming on some parts of that. I think yes. I think the first I season like- is better though. The first season is better, but I like that they developed Joe's character. I thought, um, uh, oh, is it David the boss? Yeah. I thought he was he was just hilariously pathetic throughout the whole thing. As usual. <laughs> yeah, the whole episode where they did the um, the HR reviews and he's just like, I'm a wolf baby, and it's just because he's got the score wrong. He was so funny. David Hornsby is so funny. He knows what he's um, doing, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, I've also been watching um, Extreme Beastmaster on- The fucking hell's um, that? <laughs> Yeah, I've seen so that. You, so you know, you know, Ninja Warrior. Yeah, yeah. This is the Americans doing Ninja Warrior. Oh no! So they've just taken Ninja Warrior and done it more, a lot more saluting. Yeah. yeah well, so it's on, so it's on Netflix, and basically the the stage set is like this huge metallic beast with all these kind of challenges on the on the inside, these like physicality challenges. Um, it's so stupid because the way they've done it is, you know how like stuff like Total Wipeout, they build the sets somewhere, and then like different production companies from different channels just use the yeah, same set. Yeah, I think Total Wipeout area. was like Argentina or something. Yeah. So in this one, they've got the whole set there, and they basically just film it all at the same time. They've got nine sets of commentators there from different <laughs> countries, and what? all these countries going against each other. But they're all in like booths next to each other, so like they're they're all hammered. They're all so <laughs> drunk. So when like someone's going through the challenge, like say if it's like um. I think what was one of the so there was a, there was a French guy doing the course at the time. So the French commentators are, are, are doing their commentary, and the two British commentators just walk in when the guy falls off and goes, "Oh, re- bloody French! We knew you wouldn't do it." <laughs> Stuff like that. It's so cowards. Where so were you? And there's a very famous celebrity that presents it as well. Yeah, CM Punk. What? No the wrestler. Way. Yeah, he pre- he's one of the American com- uh, commentators. No but there's another one. There's another one. Oh, Sylvester Stallone. Is it not? No, he's no, he's a producer. Not a but presenter. You, but doesn't he present the very first? Nope. Well, he, he didn't present the series I'm watching anyway. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he appears. He's, he, yeah, he's, 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 he's like, the producer of Money Man. Welcome to Beastmaster. I'm sure. Uh, he did. First up on the stage. <laughs> like the, the, 
Like one of the Australian commentators is Danny Minogue of all people. Why not? <laughs> I have to say the way you described it sounds a little bit like the Eurovision Song Contest with all the commentators in the booths getting yes, more and it more is, drunk. It's very much. And it's such a weird. It's like the Eurovision Hunger Games. You can't help but yeah. watch it though, can you? It's quite captivating. No, you can't help it. But like the, the, the like the the Italian commentator. I'm, I'm not even talking about any of the athletes. The athletes are just fine. They're just doing their the really thing. good athletes. <laughs> yeah, the um the commentators are the real draw. Like the one of the Italians. The, the, the there's a few, generally it's it's, it's a, a male and a female commentator for each group. Um, the the bloke for the Italian one, he just stands up on the set all the time, screaming at the people running down because he's off his tits. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, it's, it's so so funny. And there's like three seasons of it on Netflix. It's worth a watch just to see the ridiculous I like spectacle putting stuff of it. like that on when I'm playing the Switch and stuff. So I, yeah, I oh, absolutely will. Absolutely perfect background when I'm watching. loop hero in. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's just it's such a giggle. Um, but yeah, the main thing I've been doing is it, it's the cultural zeitgeist. It's making me feel like I'm a young man again. Halo Infinite dropped. Oh, oh my God, it's good. Oh, <laughs> yep. That one. Yes. Um, so, you know, the standard things. Published by Microsoft, 343 Industries made it. Uh, it's on the Xbox Series X. you don't X, know what Halo is, PC. what the fuck are you doing listening to this? <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's Halo. It's the sixth Halo game, like sixth mainline Halo game. so. Um, well, yeah, the last one was Skills Spice. Skillzone Killer, be basically. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think Killzone killed itself, mate. <laughs> Cow gunned itself in the fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> That's an episode titled Killzone Killed Itself. <laughs> um, so Halo Infinite um, picks up... At some point of the story, it's actually not really that connected to the full storyline because it takes place like months upon months after Halo 5 finished and it starts off in a... It's a very cold open at the start. It like starts off at the end of a battle that had nothing to do with anything that happened in the previous games. So it's kind of... It's almost like it's like almost like a soft reboot. Do you have to have read, read a novel before you play this? <laughs> no, you have to have played Halo Wars 2 because the baddies in it are the Banished <laughs> who were the... Who were the um, I didn't even know there was an the Halo Wars in, 2. <laughs> Yeah, it came out about three years ago. Uh, yeah, it's the baddies in Halo Wars 2, the real-time strategy spin-off, are the baddies in Halo Infinite. You love to see it. So if you want the lore of the Banished, you either need to read it up on Wikipedia or you need to play Halo Wars 2, which is not a good uh, RTS game. I, can't, I didn't like the first one, really. I didn't really... First one, first one was fine. I didn't the click on with it that well. Good. I like an RTS as well. Uh, so you, are, you start off um, floating in, in deep space, you're picked up by um, this guy who's who's floating in a kind of disabled pelican called, and uh, he's Echo Two Four Six or something like that. He, he hasn't he hasn't been given like a name name. He's got a call sign. Uh, he picks you up, and immediately you get Halo Combat Evolved vibes from it, because the tutorial thing has he you're staring down at um, Echo, and he's like, "Look at the light up, look at the light down, look oh, at the light yeah. left, right." It's basically the exact same. Do you way want to invert it, it this? Plays out. Yeah, exact same way it plays out in Halo Combat Evolved. And then it's just like, you need to go and start doing stuff. You know, you need to get power for the ship. There happens to be this really big banished ship that's just kind of like hanging out nearby. And, that and you're he gets, not to he gets get into by. the ship. He does. <laughs> but he gets, into, he gets into the ship by depressurizing the back of the pelican and flying through space. Oh, that's cool. It, it's very cool. It's got like that Halo, Halo 2 vibe to it. Do you remember that opening scene in I Halo 2? I bring it back the bomb. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's, he, he gets a gun off Echo he's, uh, and he says, but it's only got one bullet in a chief. It's enough. Oh, what a boy. <laughs> yeah. Go on, John. 
So anyway, you end up blowing up this massive ship, and then you land on Zeta Halo, which is another Halo ring. This one is severely damaged. It's got a massive gaping hole in it. Oh. Um, it's full of all these hexagonal building blocks, and yeah, you have to just start fucking shit up for the banished. Hmm. And you know what? It feels like Halo Combat Evolved. It really feels like the best the one in my Halo. opinion. It's um, I think because three, four, three, like Halo Four and Halo Five were not good, and they didn't feel like Halo games. They felt more like generic first-person shooters. Mm-hmm. This one, it feels like the Bungie-style Halo games. There's a lot of weight to how the Master Chief moves. Um, the weapons sound great. One of the shotguns is shit, but other than that, everything's all the weapons are really but good. But you did say one of the shotguns, which means there's another. There's two shotguns. There's two versions of the Bulldog, yeah. It's fine, then. Yeah. Um, it's just really fucking good. Um, a big difference on it, and I think something that people have found like a real big issue is it's now an open-world game. But it's not really an open world game. It's a um, it's an open world game the same way that uh, Metro Exodus is. Oh, so it's not in then. That, <laughs> in that you, it's a really linear game. You just happen to have like random shit you can do on the way to the next big mission. maps. Yeah, just a really, really fucking big map. So it's not like a true open world game. You can go back and forth, up and down the map all you want. You can climb yeah. mountains to go find but stuff. There's clear boundaries and stuff like that. Yeah, you can only go so far. It's a huge map, though. It's really big, but it's not like an Ubisoft map or like Days Gone's map or anything like that. Oh, you no, know? It's, it's too just, big. No, but you're basically working from linear mission to linear mission. Um, and it's just really, really fucking good. Um, I, I think it's the best Halo game for a very long time. It's about time, um, the, though, isn't it, really? Yeah, it, graphics are gorgeous. I'm playing it on Series X. It runs at a buttery smooth 60 frames a second. Mm. Um, the story so far is fine. It's like, it's standard Halo bollocks. Like, I'm not going to say it's the best story in the world, but uh, the performance on the Master Chief is great. The performance on Echo is great. Instead of Cortana this time, because Cortana is, I think, supposed to be dead. I think, I assume she's probably it's a robot not, but... thing, isn't it? Well, well, so there's another AI. Okay. This one's called Weapon. Oh. And she, I think she was in Halo 5. <laughs> I can't remember. It's been so long since I fucking played it. Cortana turned bad or something. Hmm. Yeah, Cortana turned bad in Halo 4, I think. Or Halo 5. She's on my laptop. <laughs> There's a lot of lore involved, but either way, yeah, Cortana's not involved. So you have Weapon, who is based on Cortana. She looks like Cortana, but her personality and her writing is so funny. She's so innocent and just like naive and like wide eyed. And like, oh, don't you think you shouldn't be doing that? That might be a bit dangerous. Oh, no, you're doing it anyway. Okay, fine. <laughs> you know? So the purse can still fancy a little blue hologram then? If you want, yeah. Because I know a lot of people were like, Cortana, whoa. Like maybe yeah. she's not real. <laughs> actually, actually, you know what? I will say like there's a, there's been a couple of like cutscene flashbacks where you do see Cortana and you see Weapon and that kind of thing. Oh, um, they've massively desexualized her, and I think that's really good. Like it, it, it basically the hologram looks like she's just wearing like a, like a Starfleet uniform good. kind of thing, and it's like they've really paid a lot of respect to the character. Like there's not, like, I mean, the uh, the Cortana design in Halo Four was ridiculous. It's just titties, wasn't it? Massive. Massive tits, just unnecessary. You've always got mass effect if anyone wants to get that bit off. Well, true, yeah. But at least with mass effect, they're not presenting it on holograms. Yeah, you know, like Cortana is not a creature that exists. Yeah, you yeah. had the AI one though, didn't you? In uh, three, wasn't it that they sexualized as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah true. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's one of the 2010s were a dark days. Yeah, it's games. one of those weird things where everything <laughs> had to be sexualized. It's, it's like I, I was always under the if 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 that's sexualized, why why hasn't Master Chief got a massive cod piece? Exactly. Give him yeah. one. <laughs> but um but yeah, they've um they've really kind of stepped it up with the presentation, the story. Um playing through playing through the world is is a lot of fun. 
the driving is still just as dodgy as ever. It, <laughs> you, you don't really steer the car. You more give it a mere suggestion as to where you want it to look. And you, you, you about 70% of the time, you might get there. <laughs> but no, it's, it's really interesting, really intriguing. And I don't think it's going to be my game of the year, but like the shoot, it is really fun. Best, sh- um, best shooter I, of the year? Definitely the best shooter of the year, yeah. absolutely. Like, Obviously, we made a lot of jokes about how it looked last year when they did like the reveal like ahead of the Xbox Series X coming out. I liked Craig. Out. I liked him. <laughs> there is a little tribute to him. There's a little statue Good. of him in there. I want him. <laughs> I loved him. I always liked him from day one. But yeah, you, you can see that they've actually used the, the, the extra time that they were given properly. Like They've really polished up the game. All the mechanics are well. The grapple hook that the Master Chief has now, which is kind of his big new ability, is so fucking It looks good. so cool. I've seen it on a few clips. I've, I've seen a few um, a few lads on YouTube and that playing the multiplayer. I'm like, whoa, that's a game changer, that. That's... Yeah, well, well, when, you, when you're doing it in the campaign, like you, can upgrade, you can get upgrades for it. So like I'm like halfway up down the upgrade tree, so I've got it where it uh, recharges faster and then there's also got like an electric spark in it. Nice. So when you grab onto someone and pull yourself towards them, they get electrocuted so they can't shoot at you as you're going towards them. Oh, that's nice. cool. But if you, if you grab onto someone and then just fly straight towards them and just hit the, hit the right stick, as you get the end there, you just fin- finish flying towards them with a massive punch. Good. Nice. It's, um, but you can also, like, you know, if you run out of ammo, you can use the grapple shot to, like, pull a weapon towards you and, like, swap your weapon, like, from a distance. It's so good. I saw um, people moaning, saying, that, oh, there's no chapters. And I just wanted to be like, you've got a multiplayer game, which is apparently excellent, an excellent campaign, and it's cost you a subscription a month. Grow up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you well, know what I mean? That's, I mean, that's, that's the one thing that's lost from like the older Halo games. Like you just don't have a mission selecting because it's it's a non-linear linear game. You know, like it doesn't. It, you, in the previous games, you would finish a chapter and then there would be a cutscene. Yeah, like the amount of times, to the next place I, I, in the cutscene. Like when I went to my friend's house and he's like, "Oh, the silent cartography level. Play this." You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's like you can't do that anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is that the, the co-op mode isn't out yet. So what I, I kind of have a sneaking suspicion that um, they will probably, when the co-op mode comes out, allow you to basically just jump into yeah. the story missions. Drop in, drop out. Yeah. Like, so, so like you'll have completed the game and you can then just go through and just pick a story mission. It'll just warp you to that area. A game like that. Or you can explore the open world if you want. A game like Halo, I've always found it to be like I've played the first three and I absolutely love the first three and I'm not a big first person shooter guy but I think they're really accessible the first the trilogy the, the first trilogy and and Reach I'd never played that um, I liked I always went through them myself and then I yeah. liked playing on co-op with them split screen co-op yeah. and stuff because when, when you play certain games like that and people are talking and characters are talking to you and then you want to explore a little bit you can't when you're co-oping because you've always it's always you're always playing with someone else. I'm at the gate. Come on. Like, fucking hell, yeah, mate. Borderlands suffers from that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on, mate. I Play through wanna, it first, I wanna, then do I want to lift every leaf. I want to turn it over. Do you know what I mean? I want to see what's here. Yeah, like, I, I remember with my, with my best, one of my best friends in school, Mark, like, with a, he had an Xbox and it was for the first um, first Halo. Yeah. We, we, he'd gone through it all in normal mode. And then the two of us, it was like over a summer holidays, we just kind of worked through the entire game on Legendary and co op. Nice. Yeah. Even I've beat it on summer. Legendary and co op, and I'm terrible. I probably made it harder for the person I were playing it with. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you've got an Xbox or you've got a, a half-decent PC, just fucking play Halo. It's free on Game Pass. Mm. It's so good. It's just so good. I don't know why I sold my Xbox now. You're a fool. I'll get a new one. <laughs> hey. um, but uh, yeah, yeah, play Halo. It's I'm just glad so, it's good. It's really I know good. 
I saw a few people. I, I, I was I was worried about it. Like with the state of it yeah. last year, I thought I thought even with this extra year that it, it would come out like a suck of shite. Um, but the, the three four three have properly pulled it out. Like oh. it's, it's it's deserving of the of like the praise. It had it's to. There's so no way that Microsoft was going to have got away with another bad one. Yeah, there's no way they had to get that result. And bear in mind, it's been seven years since Halo Five. Wow, that's that's mad. No, to think. really. Yeah, yeah. That's mad to think. I remember the trailers for that, and everyone's like, "Not my Master Chief." <laughs> <laughs> well, well, trust me, Oodles, this is your Master Chief. I, I, because I like him. He's back. He's back. He's back to the slightly quippy, slightly stoic version of himself from the first game. He always reminded me of Sam Fisher in a weird way. That stoic, that Michael Ironside style, super gravelly yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like so it. Is, is this the Force Awakens of Halo? Kind of, yeah. It, and like I say, it does have a lot of Halo Infinite vibes. And like Zeta Halo, the where you're playing, apart from these kind of like hexagonal kind of building blocks of the planet that you can see because it's wrecked, it has a lot of vibes of the original Halo ring. That's cool. I do like the lore in Halo. I think it's nice. I mean, we got that trailer of the uh, Halo TV show, didn't we? And they yeah, seem, that looks excellent. They seem to have got the, the aesthetics correct. I just hope that it's just not a, a an army program. Do you know what I mean? I, I yeah. want get into that weird alien religion stuff. The weird law, yeah. I like that. The um, and the last thing I'll say about it is like it, it nails that. So do you remember the first time you played like Fallout Three and you walk out the vault and you see like the world in front? Yeah, the of light. You. It takes a while to. Yeah. Oh, so so Halo Infinite has one of those moments because when you first get onto Zeta Halo, you basically go inside the Halo first. You do like a linear mission and get, and get a boss fight, and then once you've done the boss fight, you get and this massive door opens. And you see this kind of like base in front of you, and then you see the ring curving up in front of you, and it's just like, oh, that's good. That'll always the be music hit, a great music visual. hits right. Like, it's so good. Like the uh, novel Ringworld and stuff like that. It's always a great visual. That. Which it ripped off. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> Which, but we know that. But it's such a great visual. Things like imagine just the perimeter of a planet. That's what we've got here, guys. And it's so yeah. cool. Like, oh, I've, I've always I've always found it fascinating. I'm I'm glad it's good because um, there were people saying like I, I saw it on a lot of Twitter and stuff like they were like I hope it's shit why <laughs> why do you hope something well, did, shit I was gonna, did 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 you not see Kotaku put out this massive article yeah. saying oh the first two hours of Halo Infinite is boring as shit why would we want to <laughs> play this man. fuck Kotaku I, I, I know <laughs> you're listening Kotaku. as well fuck you weirdos <laughs> stop being weird you it's, website you it's so easy to like something than it is to dislike it. Yeah. Fuck it. Halo's good, man. Even though I haven't yeah. played half of the games, I've played the, mm, the meat. I'm the same. I just haven't eaten, eaten the veg. Well I, think, well, I think, bear in mind, how like I know you're not a shooter guy, mm. Oodles, but when you do eventually get another Xbox, you will enjoy the fuck out of it. I know I will. You know, like, like I love Titanfall 2, and people say, oh, it's best first-person shooter. It didn't feel like a first-person shooter to me. It felt like a narrative, narrative adventure. And that's, that's yeah. I won't be playing Halo multiplayer. I can't. My brain won't let me. <laughs> but this, the campaign I'm all about that shit so yeah that's that's really good and thank you for your lovely Nexus everybody yeah so let's get on with the main topic at hand Biggie what the fuck are we talking about this week <laughs> this week's topic is rose tinted glasses is there something that we look upon favourably knowing full well it's those rosy specks that make us see it that way or is there something other people look at that we, uh, sorry, I say that bit again. Or is there something other people look at, at like, oh, what is wrong with me? Or <laughs> is there something other people look at like that and we just don't know why? Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> 
you do realise with you going fucking hell, you know, we have to keep in your fluffs there, <laughs> so that people know it's that. Perfectly, the fun. listeners like that. They want us to be human. We're human guys. We're not the heroes you think we are. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah, you're a hero. I have to edit this shit. <laughs> you're a hero. I need a fucking medal. So the person I've heard least of in the past twenty minutes is Candy. So go. Staying with me, are you? Well, I've got a bit of a confession to make, and I did tell you this before we start recording. Until about 20 minutes before we started, I was going to go with The Breakfast Club. Um, but I started watching The breast- Breakfast Club. Or the breast- the breast-, breast Club. The Breast Club. Oh, I'd, I would be signing up for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I started watching The Breakfast Club this afternoon, and I realised it's actually quite good. It's good, um, isn't it? <laughs> it's really good. Like I watched it before, and I thought it was boring. No, it's not. I just wanted to remind myself, it's not, it's it's really good. Um, So, on the fly, I decided to go with Titanic. Um, (laughs) Wow. Excuse me if you're going to be winging this. Spoiler alert, everybody, we're going to reveal what happens in the Titanic. (laughs) (laughs) I hope hope it works out for him. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, when when it came out, it was deemed to be brilliant. Um... And I think what makes it different, the, the subject we did before was age like milk. And I think the, the difference that I'm seeing between that is it, things have come to, you know, society has changed in a way that we deem things that were acceptable before as unacceptable um, yeah. now. And I think the problem with Titanic, it, it's nothing like that. It's just we didn't realize how shite it was in the first place. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we were all blind. I, did. I didn't like it at all. Yeah, and you are the resident sailor. Maybe that's why. Mm. <laughs> scared, scared him. <laughs> no, not at all. My, my main gripe is that there's just so many true stories that actually occurred during the Titanic they could have addressed, and yet they but focus instead, on this fucking yeah. cheesy love story. Like, no one falls in love I, in They, they say love stories. Infidelity. That's what it is. Shagging. Mm, are we going to say infidelity? Well, yeah, I guess. that She was engaged yeah. to another man. She, yeah. But the thing, I mean, if she was so in love with Jack, she could have moved moved over and let him on the cupboard door. There's plenty of space. Um, and for, for example, some of the true stories that actually happened on the Titanic. So, uh, JG Astor, who was the richest man aboard the Titanic and one of the richest men in the world, he pushed his pregnant uh, wife through a window to so she could safely get to a lifeboat um, while he stayed aboard, and he went down with the ship. What a guy! Yeah, I hope the window was open. <laughs> I mean, bigger. They didn't have double glazing back then, so it would have been easier. Wow! It was an act of heroism, mate. Not fucking get out of window now. I'm done with you. Oh, set me off that one. I did not expect that. Um, So Margaret Brown, who was actually in the film, the uh, the. In my notes, I've written the unskinnable Molly Brown, but it's the unsinkable Molly Brown. Um, unskinnable. <laughs> she was never actually supposed to be aboard. The only reason she was um, on there is because she was travelling from Egypt. She got weather. Her grandson was ill, so she tried to get to America. Is that Kathy Bates character? That's right, yeah. yeah. Um, the one that kind of befriends Jack. Who should have been the main character in this show, in that film, well, sorry. According to her actual history, yeah. Um, yeah. So she was just trying to get back to America as quickly as she could. Um Isidore and Ida Strauss, who were the only owners of Macy's at the time that were about to board the Titanic, were aboard the Titanic when it went down. Mm. Um, and there was actually space for uh, Ida on the lifeboat. She refused to get on board, stating, "We've lived together so many years. Where you go, I go." 
So yeah, they're all far more interesting than the story than than what James Cameron gave us. Instead of choosing cheesy love story and ignoring the true uh, the true tales that were actually interesting. Um, but that aside, the CGI was bad then. Like, yeah, and it's, it's Jurassic Park looks now. way better. But yeah, and that came out years before, ages after Jurassic Park. But yeah. like. There's there's one scene where it's kind of the camera angle sweeping down over the Titanic just to give you sort of a scale, I think, of how big it was. And you see the people, the little ants moving about on on deck and it's just, I don't think they put any kind of textures or anything on them. Mm. (laughs) The shadows don't even line up. It looks too clean, doesn't it, the CGI? (laughs) Everything looks too, like, like squeak. There's not, they should have put a little bit of a filter on it or something like that. I don't know, just... There's there's that opening, like, kind of... Establishing shot of the Titanic itself when it's in dock, like when everyone. Oh, with the it. orange background and yeah, yeah and it's got this kind of orange background and a sepia filter over the shit. top of it. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, none of it looks. It, it's got that thing that I think a lot of nineties um, uh, CGI had, where the people that are on the docks are obviously there for scale. Yeah. But you, you're right, kind of. They, they look too perfect, almost mm. like they're moving in such a way that's really not human. Because it, it reminds me of like when Disney started doing it for like I think the first one they did for was like Hunchback of Notre Dame when he Quasimodo looks out over the um, cathedral and like all the crowd below him that's all CGI yes yes and none of it moves in a realistic way it's awful and it's the same with like those opening shots in Titanic it's uh, yeah it's not good yeah it's also not a good, as you're right it's not a good film it's it's terrible oh Rose has a moving uh, like beauty spot as well starts off one side ends up on the other <laughs> through the film as well. that's Amazing. probably they just flipped the camera didn't they. Oh, I'm sure that's what yeah, it was, but they could have paid attention to that. I mean, that how, the massive power? budget it had. <laughs> there is one of the, I think it's one of the naked guns where that woman has a moving beauty spot. No, it's um, um, Robin. It's um, Robin, Robin that's it. It just keeps moving everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Um, but I think it just tried too hard to be a, a, a blockbuster, and um, that's probably a victim of the time it was released. It's certainly partially to blame. Just, um, it's a big Jimmy Cameron joint though isn't it he's like Jimmy C. Yeah, yeah he's like big enough this is the new Terminator 2 is it um, <laughs> do you know what I mean is it yeah the, the, the thing is it's also like a three hour film when it really didn't need to be we just wanted to see the boots and, and I believe the song surpassed it in sales as well at a certain point because it was still selling years and years and years I was going to mention the song and kept Celine Dion fed for Decades. I can't really think of any other Celine Dion songs either now, just that one, apart from the one that was in Deadpool, which was absolutely ripping the piss out of herself. Yeah. Was, it, was, it, was it When You Touch Me Like This? That one, that's Celine Dion. Oh, yeah. oh God, keep singing, baby. <laughs> oh, no, that's, I'm not singing Celine Dion. You've heard my voice. I can't hit those eye notes. <laughs> I look terrible in the dress. Yeah, I think you're, you're forgetting the main thing about Titanic, Candy. I don't know about your age range, but for, especially for me, it was the film we could watch at school that had boobies in it. <laughs> I think James Cameron Which was a big deal drew... for me back then. <laughs> yeah, there were tits, but I think James Cameron actually drew that. Okay, yeah, he's, I'm have he's to... an artist, isn't he? Yeah, I think it was actually him drawing, so it was actually his hands and stuff. That's very problematic if he's the one that drew that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Kate, Kate, really problematic. Kate, if you just come to the trailer, we'll, we'll practice in there, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I didn't right. get that one right. Let's do it again. Try a different angle. Just to... Yeah, like, like, like for something like that, you would commission a professional artist who would treat Kate Winslet there with is respect that, or not even need Kate Winslet. There is that meme that Kate Winslet always gets her boobs out in every film she's in. <laughs> like, I mean, she has lovely it's happened, boobs. It's, it's great boobs, so... It's happened on several occasions. Yeah, get them out, Kate. Come on. <laughs> get the, Kate, get the Winslets out. It's not that kind of film. Get them out. The Winslets. <laughs> nice Winslets. 
<laughs> get the puppies out. But yeah, I, I remember at school, like I weren't. It's a tiny about DiCaprio. This. That's the first there. time I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time I saw it. Like in, like in, I think it was like in three different classes. Mm. For, for in like a space or a week or something like that I weren't forewarned that there was boobs in this and my mind was blown I'm like oh my god I'm watching did you it. have your coat with you did you like have to put your coat over yeah your I was like what is <laughs> this I was like 13 or something I'm like what boobs at school it was a big <laughs> it was a big moment for me I still think film's <laughs> fucking terrible I think it's too Fact. long and I, we all but there's a two minute sequence you enjoy yeah we all knew what was going to happen at the end that's what that's what I found like Going back to your original comment that you said earlier was that it was one of the weirdest things I've seen is having that movie on a cruise ship is about the same as having an airplane snakes disaster on a plane. movie on a plane because <laughs> it it's still happens. quite unnerving Yeah, to actually see a ship like that sink. Yes, I know it hits an iceberg. I'd love to see fires. what a P&O ferry does at an iceberg. I'm pretty sure it just goes straight through it. Isn't a um, cruise ship like 16 times the size <laughs> yeah, of the Titanic? Just destroy it, mate. Like you could fit several Titanics inside your average Fucking cruise ship. Pride of Calais just goes bulldozing straight through it. <laughs> there's, that, there's that Mythbusters thing where they said the Titanic would have, would have survived if it just went straight through the iceberg. I'm like, they're pretty big. Those icebergs, they're pretty savage, aren't they? I think they? it's if it if it hit it face on, it would have only flooded the one compartment. But because it, yeah, oh, they only the guys at the side it, swept it, pulling the coal into it, mm. yeah. only the poor slaves underneath. Bless them. <laughs> well, 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 no, yeah. If it hit at the front, is it the bow of the, yeah, the front I of the ship? I don't know. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, if, if, it, if it hit on the bow, it would have crushed in the front, and it would have maybe the first two things, and it would have been like tilting slightly down forward. Yeah. But because it basically sideswiped the um the iceberg, uh, the iceberg right ahead. It, it tore into basically all of the chambers, which because the way they were designed to like stop it sinking, by tearing into all of them, it made a huge ballast on the side, which is what pulled it down. Mm. The problem well, there's with- all the rumours that it was switched out as well, wasn't it? There was like a, apparently a huge fire in on the actual Titanic and they switched it for the Carpathia, I think it was called. Yeah, which is the um, sister ship, wasn't it, or something? Yeah, and... Um, the, it the, the, it was compromised. Um, I can't re- I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was some there was some conspiracy about that anyway. But yeah, now going back to the film, um, I just think it was everyone got a little bit swept up in the because Leo DiCaprio I think had come right off. Romeo oh, he was, and Juliet, so. he was, oh, he was gorgeous. Oh, he was gorgeous. Gorgeous. Um, but yeah, I think they just everyone got a bit swept, myself included. By the way, I saw it about four times in the cinema. Oh, did you have a poster of Leo on your bedroom wall? Oh, I had many. I'm the king of the world. <laughs> you saw it four times in the cinema. Oh, and I cried every time. And they said I was wow. mad for watching Justice League four times. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, th- I think I, I think I'm I'm agreeing there, Rules. I think I think you're off the hook for just, that one. Four Justice times League's better Titanic than Titanic. Cinema. Telling yeah, you but now. I just re- but bear in mind I was a teenage girl once. I was <laughs> a teenage girl many once. Many teenage girls went to see it multiple times. <laughs> That's true. But, yeah, there was nothing on the telly, was there? Not so much, no. Not back at the, not on our four channels back in the day. No, you you won't know this, young'uns. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think roasting the glasses because I don't care. Whatever, if you're in a group, a group of people, there's always that one person that's like, "Oh, I love the Titanic. It's my favourite film." Well, people and, still watch and you'll it. Say, you'll, say, you'll say, "Why?" And they'll go, "It's not a Christmas I know. film. Why would, you, why would you watch something so unrelentingly depressing at the end as a Christmas <laughs> film?" <laughs> But people, oh, I can't wait to see a lot of people drown tonight. If you find somebody, <laughs> if you find somebody that likes it, and you ask them why, they'll well, I just, oh, I just, oh, I love it when they're dancing and stuff. It's like, fuck, that's barely the film. <laughs> the, the film is the fucking hour and a half ending. I think what? there's two camps of people that watch Titanic, and I think there's the first camp that turn it off 
as Be- soon before as the ship the, hits. As, as soon as it hits. Yeah. And then you've got everyone else that starts playing it from there. Because it could be two separate movies. Yeah. <laughs> also, 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 wasn't that like massive character assassination on some of the crew in the ship? Like there was that, that lad that was like shooting people trying to get to the boats. And apparently that was just absolutely, yeah. he was like super brave in real yeah. life. And I think it was they, like, um, like helping women and children onto the boats. Yeah, I think it was one. I, d- I don't know what his actual, I, the, the first officer, I think he, it was shown that he killed himself when actually Andrews. he was, I think so. Yeah. But he actually apparently like shot a gun into the air to try and regain control yeah, of people. Yeah. I've got a fucking gun. Give me a second. I'll reload it. Mm. And the captain as well. I think he's he's shown as locking himself in his. Um, well, the captain his, always goes the... down with the ship, don't they? they're supposed to. Yeah, but it depends well, no, but, him no, but the, the film control. Where actually, yeah, the film shows him as quite incompetent. Yeah, in yeah that's yeah. true. That's true. I mean, he was a very experienced captain, and he had dealt with like ships yeah. like, colliding mm. and stuff like that in his career. Yeah. Yeah, and apparently he was out amongst everyone trying to get everyone, even sort of on the lower decks, trying to get everyone out until, like... You can imagine the brave, bravery in, in real life. I bet it was a lot a lot less um, dramatised. I bet it was just like people like, let's get these women and kids out of here, for fuck's sake. Mm. We'll do whatever we can. You, so you've, been, you've been in the ball war. You don't need rescuing. That kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, well, you, I expect there was a lot of life. people that didn't know that it was going to sink as well. well like, I'm sure them. they probably thought they were just, you know, sort of stranded or something. There's no tannoy. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, Titanic. Have you seen Titanic 2? Still not as bad as Speed 2, though. Titanic 2. Yes, I've seen Titanic, Titanic 2. Titanic 2. So they do the unthinkable. They do the, 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 the they recreate the ship, don't they, called the Titanic 2, yep. and they, guess what happens? It's a fucking it is iceberg. An iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think they'd learn. They were so arrogant, they didn't learn. They didn't think about yeah, They flew too close to the sun. Oh, yeah, good good choice. Global warming, we're supposed to sort this out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Titanic 2 is set in the modern day for when it were... No, it's it's set kind of like near future. Yeah, that's like, it. It's not like super sci-fi. It's, it's like stupid. 2020. I think it's an asylum film, isn't it? Made. Yes, it is. Very much so. <laughs> yeah, I've only seen Titanic once. Now <clears throat> enough for me. Yeah. Speed 2, Cruise Control, is the better of the two. <laughs> Cruise control. Shockingly oh, enough, God. it is. Our <laughs> <laughs> uh, Under Siege Two is that the one on the boat? Uh, no, Speed Two's on the boat as yeah. well because it's called Cruise Control. Yeah, but there's another. F- and Under Siege, Under Siege, Under Siege One's on oh, the boat. Oh, well, whichever it? one. Yeah. Yes. The Tommy Lee Jones one. Do you know they're, re- they're they're remaking Under Siege? Yeah. Why? What with why? with Mister Jujitsu? What his name? Judo himself. What's his name? Aikido, sir. Aikido. What's his teeth? Um, Seagal. Steven Seagal. It's about 900 years old. I don't know. Stig, Stig was talking about it on What the Fuck Do You Want This Week? And it just, it just, it just as soon as he said Under Siege, I went, oh yeah, they're making another one of that. Wow. Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Let's move on to Biggie. Well, um, yeah, I had a real issue with this topic. Trying to think something could fit into the remit and then I suddenly thought of something that I know Gadget's going to enjoy talking about as well uh, I stuck with my original choice and it's the Goonies <laughs> I'm not allowed to talk about this one Stig said he'd be very upset with me if I talked about it but I still fondly like this movie I have a lot of love for it from when I first saw it when I was a kid it takes me back <coughs> to those times when I was a kid um it's a great film in its own way. Came out in 1985. Had that um, sort of interesting cast of people that are still acting today, like Josh Brolin, um, you know, Corey Feldman in there. He's Sean not acting Astin. today. <laughs> Sean Astin, a lot of people um, yeah. forget, was uh, yeah, 
went on to bigger things. But um, there's some issues with this movie, thinking about it now, and I don't even know if it would apply or kids would enjoy it seeing it now. I think if you saw it back in the day, you'd have these fond memories. But I think there's an issue looking back at this movie now, whether you'd still enjoy it. And I think it's a great cinematic experience. It's got that adventure. Steven Spielberg was the producer on it. Richard Donner directed it. Mm. It was written by Chris Columbus. There's quite a big team behind it. And it was a fun movie. It made a lot of money. But there are some issues. I'm just going to go and pick out a few of these. Um, The 80s representation of the police is a pretty tired trope, um, making them utterly incompetent. Um, particularly at the beginning when um, they free the family from the, the, the police station. The Fratellis. The Fratellis, and he's pouring petrol outside <laughs> yeah. the police station. Like, no one spotted that. Yeah. The <laughs> representation of um, other nationals, such as Mexicans and Asians, isn't very PC for today. Uh, whether what do you mean, like, data? Well, yeah, whether it's poking fun at the uh, Mexican maid um, or Data's script, poking fun not only at his accent, but the fact that his character is only the way he is because he's a nerdy Asian. Mm. It's difficult. Um, The Fratellis are quite bad because they're that typical, if they're Italian, they're linked to the mafiosa. Um, Sloth portrayed as a monster um, when he's suffering, clearly suffering from... Brain damage due to horrific abuse by his mother. Which um, they do the say law, in the film. Which they refer to in the... Yeah. I think he, he was dropped, dropped. in acid. Yeah. And then he's been chained up. So there's some serious oh. child abuse that's sort of linked... He's got mental um, illness. He's got physical disabilities. And yeah. he's also a brute. Yeah. Um, but then it then moves on to the cliche characters as well. So the one that I related to was the fat kid who couldn't stop eating. Junk. you got... The rich kid bully and his lackeys. Um, you've got the sort of jockey older brother, the idealistic kid brother, the monster with the heart of gold, which is obviously sloth. Uh, the tough girl with a softer side, the popular girl who's tougher than she looks, the smart Asian kid. I mean, the list goes on. Um, so, yeah, it's a very cliche group of people all in this movie together. Um, the character Mikey, he nearly ODs on his inhaler throughout the movies. His asthma, but yeah, I think he knocks it back something like 10, 11 times throughout the movie. But at the end, <laughs> but at the end, he just decides he doesn't have he asthma anymore. It. Chucks it away. Yeah, I don't, I don't have need asthma this anymore. anymore. Yeah, if, if 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 you need it like ten or twelve times in a twenty-four hour period, you definitely need to keep that inhaler. You should only have it to stop yourself having an asthma attack. <laughs> Not for every instant were you a bit concerned. Um, <laughs> and the kids were, um, yes, they were are quite young it's difficult when kids don't have a lot of active experience but I think uh, Richard Donner sort of gave them sort of a bit of free reign at times and they sort of scream and shout over each other it's a bit intense at times um, but um, I love this movie a lot I, I, I wanted to be one of those kids when I first saw it. I thought what an adventure to go on with that treasure map looking for um, one-eyed Willie's treasure um, and it looked like a fantastic movie trying to save their Little remote town as well in America. It was it was a great fun movie. I think they were getting they think, were getting evicted, weren't they? Or something. Yeah, it was foreclosure being served. But um, I think Natty summed this, uh, Natty Natty Cat summed this up quite well with something that she sent through, and um, she said here um, she wanted to talk about her film The Road Trip, uh, the original with Tom Green in it. She says I fucking love that movie. I watched it when I was like twelve. I thought it was so fucking funny. 
Flash forward 15 years later, and it's New Year's Day, and have mates over, all with hangovers, and we decided to watch it, and um, she had a... She had uh, some time off over Christmas. She went, holy shit, it's not good at all. Still love it, though. Mm. So it is that kind of thing where you can watch it, enjoy it. But I still think if I, when my daughter's old enough to watch The Goonies, would she still relate to half the things that's happening in that movie? Probably not. I just think, will she enjoy the adventure side of it? I don't know. Maybe. There's a, the, the, there's a lot of the film that, that dates it, especially stuff like the technology they're using. Yep. Um, like stuff like Walkmans and that kind of thing, and I swear one of them's got like a voice recorder with them or something. I Home guess. Alone too. But, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not thinking about the thing in Home Alone too. But, but like all the stuff that Data has, you yeah, know, the, the, his little booby traps and stuff, all his little devices. Yeah, and that. there's 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 all all the stuff that Data, and I don't think it's a, a film that I think many children now would relate to that well. Mm. Um, the re I like this was one of my first ideas to talk about for, for this thing but then I realised I would probably just rant about it mostly because I didn't see the film until I was an adult never saw you it see it last year yeah, it was, no no it was, I was like 27 when I saw it oh um, it was like one of my ex-wife's favourite films and so she convinced me to eventually watch it and like she was like loving it throughout because she watched it as a kid and she had all this nostalgia for exactly. it and um, I watched it I was just like that it mm. like I just really didn't like it like I don't dislike it it's just like it might be one of the most meh films for me. Like, I just really have no connection to it. And I think it's super problematic in places. Yeah, and, and I think it is a movie of its time, without a doubt. It was in, from the 80s. There was that vibe around everything that happens in that movie is set in that time frame. There's kids on BMXs. and all, it's, it's got that sort of, oh, I remember those days. But I think now, watching it now, it's, it's a different experience. So I loved Goonies. I was a big fan. I wanted to be one of those kids when I was younger. But I just think now, looking back, I'm not sure it's the movie that everyone thinks it is. Mm. Going back to what you said about stereotypes is, uh, you know, it's a stereotype to us now, but I wonder if when it first came out in the 80s, it wasn't so much. Which Might is be cutting edge. Yeah, maybe not cutting edge, but we didn't see it quite so much as a no, exactly. stereotype. Yeah, you're right. I, I totally agree with that. I, I think people didn't pick up on it. When it was reviewed, everyone said, what a great movie, go and see it. Your kids will love it, you know. It, it's kind of it's a great adventure, and Spielberg and Donna at their best, I'm sure the reviews were glowing. No one picked up on that stuff. But like you say, with hindsight now, maybe it wasn't quite right. So I've got notes. Um, I knew you were going to talk about Gunnis, so I did an experiment this afternoon. Um, I, got my chil- I got my children to watch it. Oh, I've got three notes of um, yeah. contention. First note, why didn't they call the mum on the mobile phones? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it is a thing of its time. Second note, uh, the kissing. <laughs> when when she know. kisses that little kid, doesn't she? Yeah. And she's way older than him. Second yeah. one, oh, look at him. He's big and cute, talking about sloth. Yeah. So it, I, I think it shows that, like nowadays, like my kids have been raised to like be more, le- less judgmental and and more like, oh look at him, Do you know what I mean? He he he's friendly rather than, oh he's like fucking John Merrick, he's a fucking elephant man. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, rather yeah, than yeah. rather than point, pointing pointing a finger. Yeah, but wasn't the wasn't the audience intention with sloth was for people to think like, oh look at him, he's nice, you know, like. Like the whole point of that is to is for the audience to sympathise. Yeah, but straight away, you know, the it's, initial it's quite scary. He's, yeah, he, Chunk is absolutely frightened of him. But my kids are, l- loved him straight away. They're like, "Oh wow, look at him! He's brilliant!" And I went, "Look at him! He's super strong." They're like, "Wow, he's cool." 
And that's really all they wanted to talk about. They didn't like it. <laughs> oh, really? They didn't like it? No. So, so kind of backing, backing up my idea that like modern kids wouldn't have anything just, to do with it, They just it, really. don't understand. They didn't understand, like... My son, who's the eldest of the two, he's a bit older, and he was just like, why didn't they just leave and go home? I was like, yeah, you're not, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Like, why, why would a kid, why would kids have to make sure their house wasn't getting repossessed? Why didn't the parents, like, sort the finances better? Do you know what I mean? I mean, I'm one to talk. I'm always skint, but I'm not in foreclosure. Do you know what I mean? I'm not, not that bad. Yeah. So, why is it left out? I know, I know, it's. One of them things. It's it's a it's a romp, isn't it? It's a little childish it romp, but it's um, I yeah, it's, it's it is of its time, but I still think it's got merit as a film. Like I I I first saw Goonies as a teenager, not as a kid, and I liked it, and I still do like it. I think it's one of those. I it, it reminds me of films like The Burbs and Big and um, Indiana Jones Temple of Doom. They're mm. problematic as fuck. But this, I mean, Temple of Doom, especially. Temple of Doom, fucking hell. Yeah. That needs to be recut. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it needs to be. Yeah, but there's still something. That, there's still a little bit of magic, and it's that Spielberg esque that magic, isn't it? That Richard Donham. There's yeah. magic Which I think, still there. I think that that's what keeps it. And without that, we'd have no. That's still a good movie. Like, like, like my daughter said, has issues. My daughter said it reminded her of Stranger Things, and I said, "Well, that's mm. kind of what they're taking it from." Yeah. <clears throat> Do you know what I mean? So. Why does your daughter watch Stranger Things? They don't watch it. They just know all about it because of, of YouTube, mm. mate. They've never watched Stranger Things. I swear. The Stranger Things is basically an updated version of The Goonies in its own way, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is, yeah. But it's for adults, isn't it? It's, it's mainly for people that lived those decades. Yeah. And I actually like Stranger I Things. Do. Oh, I do. I wouldn't let me fucking kids watch sure it. i horrifying. Season, Some horrendous stuff in Stranger Things. But yeah, it's like my kids are. Well, funny enough, Sean Astin's in that as well. Yeah, my kids are obsessed with it. it you know, it with <laughs> with the kids, but they've never watched it. They just they see it on YouTube clips and like, "Hi guys, welcome to my channel, and we're going to talk about the top ten scary monsters in films." And yeah, Pip's, Pip's nephew does that. He's, he's not he, he's not watched like it or like any horror films. Yeah. but he's watched he's watched the kill montages on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, they're obsessed <laughs> with him. Like all the worst bits of it. Yeah, they're obs- they're obsessed with them, but they don't understand the nuances of them. You get Funko Pop. Characters yeah. and stuff like that. So I mean, yeah. they're around. Like I remember, I remember, yeah. I remember a few years ago, my, my son giggling came into my bedroom and went, "Do you know Pennywise a clown?" I'm like, "Yes, I've I've read the novels, son." He's like, "He's a spider, really? He's a spider?" I'm like, "Oh, I know, I know." <laughs> you know what I mean, don't you have to tell me, pal? <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I love the Goonies, else. but I think maybe when I was a kid, perhaps. I hope knows, I, I haven't seen it, and Stig obviously gave it his praise. But I hope the Ghostbusters, the new one, has got that kind of vibe to it. Got, I do like that sense of wonder and that that that, that childish awe that they have. But yeah, Goonies is definitely roast into. I, I, I I'm still on the camp that it's a good film, but I know it's got so many issues. I teach it both ways. I have to say, yeah, mm, excellent, excellent. So gadget, what are you bring to the table? I'm excited. Um, so- yeah, so I actually found this one easy because I immediately had an idea, which was the Goonies, which Biggie stole from me. So I'm taking another idea. Thief. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. Sorry. Phantom <laughs> yeah. Thief. Um, so, yeah, the, the one I want to think of is, so we talk about nostalgia a lot. We talk about, like, old video games a lot. I talk about old video games a lot. So <laughs> More than the average person. More than, more than anyone actually should. It's a sickness. <laughs> I'm getting help for it. But I'm not cured yet, so we're talking about it again. Um, I want you to think, okay? 
I want you to think back at Goldeneye on the N64. And if you think, no, 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 no. If you, don't, <laughs> don't, Joe, don't. I'm not going after Goldeneye. But I just want you to think in your mind's eye of what that game looked like when you played it. Mm. And then I want you to do a Google image search for what the graphics looked like. Mm. Look shit then, they look shit now. But it, it, it's just comparing like how, what you remember it looking like in your head. Oh, you smooth it out. It you, smooth it, like. you smooth it all out in your head, don't you? And you make things look yeah. real. And <clears throat> yeah. yeah, like I was talking to you about um, Soldier of Fortune. Yeah, Soldier of Fortune and Kingpin, like these kind of boomer shooters from the 1990, yeah. late 1990s. Um, and it's especially bad with PC games. So PC games, like in the 90s, they, um, they went through massive technological change. You know, at the very start of the 90s, PC gaming wasn't really a thing. Like, if you wanted to play video games, you had a Nintendo, or you had a Commodore, or you had an Amiga, or shit like that. No one actually played on an IBM PC. And it wasn't until, like, kind of maybe 92, 93, where the kind of gaming started taking off in, like, the homebrew circuit. Doom. And then, yeah, it Software became a thing, and Doom happened in 1993, and people realized, oh, shit, you can actually play games on this. <laughs> um, Still think it's hands down best shooter on PC. I mean, it's still one of them. It's still fun to play Doom, it's Doom so 1 now. It's so good. I mean, to be fair, I've got, most, I've got the entirety of Doom 1 imprinted on the back of my brain. I find Doom 2 more fun just because I've, I'm less experienced at those maps because it's more of a challenge. Yeah, Doom, Doom 1 kind of be speed running about 10 minutes, guy. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I think well, Doom... I, I've got it on every console I've ever, I've ever bought, Doom 1. I, think it's, I just think it's impeccable. Yeah, so the rose tinted glasses comes in. When you think back to these old games, like you smooth everything out in your head and... You kind of like apply a lot of today's logic to things. <laughs> so, like, if you think back to like how games controlled. So, again, referring back to Goldeneye, mm. which I know is not a PC game, but this is just the best example I've got for it. Goldeneye is a shit to control. It's terrible <laughs> to control because you've got one waggly stick that's too loose for its own good, and you're kind of vaguely turning Bond in the direction of an enemy, and the computer's doing the rest of it for you. But when you when you look at like kind of PC games or early console games. A lot of the things that we take for granted now weren't a thing. So, like, for first-person shooters, mouse aim and WASD control. Yeah. That wasn't default on games to, like, 97. I think Quake was the first game that had it, but it wasn't turned on by... Mouse look wasn't turned on by default. I, me- I remember playing Doom and not using a mouse at all. No, because and you use the arrow the keys arrow to keys, move yeah. around. <laughs> arrow keys to move around. I think it's A and D to uh, strafe and then space to shoot and interact with things. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Try playing that now. No, it's not fun. No, it's not no. pleasant in the slightest. <laughs> Give me that analog, baby. So, do you know what the first um, the first console game was to have like dual stick analog? Um, uh, first, the first first person shooter to have dual stick analog control was Medal of Honor, something like that. Yep. Hmm. Don't know. Alien Resurrection on the PS One. Hmm. Oh really? Oh yeah, and then it turned into third person when you climbed ladders and opened doors and stuff. I remember that. Yeah. It was, that shit. was the first one. That was the first one to use the left stick to move and the right stick to it. It was shit. Before that, yeah, it was a terrible game, and it was actually people in reviews marked it down for having that control scheme. Said it's the worst thing. <laughs> this to will ever never happen. catch on. <laughs> yeah. Who needs to control the game well? Yeah, but before that, like controls in first-person shooters on console and on PC, unless you use a mouse and keyboard, were just forward, back, turn, turn. Like you d- didn't have much of a of a strafe unless it was a game like Doom, which was really fast. Um, yeah, you ha- you were really limited on controls, but you think about it now. You think that control scheme on a modern game console is so ingrained in your head. I remember. I mean, fast forwarding a little bit to Time Splitters, that had such a weird control configuration to mm. it. 
I don't I think. I was going to mention time splits. I don't think. I, I can't remember what it is now off the top of my head, but I remember feeling this is weird. It took, it took a little while to get used to I don't think I you used the, I don't think you used the shoulder button, it's the shoot. No, it was like the X button, I think. Something. I know it was odd. Um, Especially because so contro- it came out after Halo. <laughs> so, time, time splitter's control was um, left stick to run. Um, <laughs> yeah, as, as, we, as we know. Yeah, right stick to turn and look up and down. Uh, what was it? So, the directional buttons to like change your weapon and shit like that. No, it was L2, L2, L2 to aim yeah. and R2 to primary fire. Oh, so what am I thinking of then? Because that's pretty normal. Yeah, I'm not sure what you're thinking of. Maybe it just blew my mind. I remember it. Maybe that was the first time I'd seen, I'd I'd played a game that used that. Maybe that's, I'm getting confused, but I remember Time Split is having an odd control scheme. Maybe he's getting used to that, you're right. Maybe it was was the first one I played like that. to aim that way. I mean, the thing is, there were a lot of first-person viewers at the time which did have really odd control schemes. Um, I just remember it vividly being Time Splitters and on a multi-tap just... Thinking, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't. It might have been that, and I still can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but then you think back, like, um, like in-game graphics, generally speaking, even if they were amazing at the time, they actually probably weren't as good as they could have been. No. And you get that in spades when you... The, the one I always think back to is Final Fantasy VII, because mm. you've got the exploration view, where you've got these little chibi fucking... No, no, no hand hand model things. things. Yeah. yeah. You've got the battle screen where you've got a bit more detail and they actually look like human beings with spiky <laughs> hair. And then you have the cutscenes where you have a mix of the two. But the cutscenes look gorgeous mm. sometimes. Sometimes mm. they look terrible. Yep. Mm. And you think like, but you think like back in 1997, this thing was like the best thing in the world. It looked so beautiful. And then you look back at it now and you think, oh, it's not, it's, it's not, it's not very nice, is it? The only thing in my quite, opinion. Quite unpleasant in places. And, and I'm, I'm an absolute bias to it. I think 16-bit graphics have always looked better than 32-bit polyphonic graphic, whatever, Polygon. polygonal graphics, yeah. Yeah. I think they Which just, is, they just uh, do. I think most people would agree, because if you look at a lot of the early PlayStation stuff, and still a lot of the PC stuff of that era when they're kind of exploring 3D stuff, it doesn't look good. I remember... I remember like, even at the time, it didn't look good. I got Symphony of the Night and Final Fantasy VII in the same like, couple of months. Yeah, and I was like, Symphony of the Night is a stunning game today. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm replaying Symphony Night on my PS5 at the minute. It's still gorgeous. Yeah, and Final Fantasy VII looks like fucking garbage. <laughs> I, felt, I, I thought it did then because I'd just come off Final Fantasy VI, which is a masterpiece in visuals and everything. Yeah. And that does look shit, but it plays cool. You know what I mean? That's the, at least it, it's a good game. Even yeah. the tank control for Resident Evil 1. Oh, I can't do that anymore. I just can't do like it. That, and then they turn around and do mm. that the whole tank it. thing. It's so weird watching them. Do that yeah. now. Well, I, I had that with um, Tortured Souls. It, it ruins it, doesn't it? You, can, you, well, you can play it with tank controls, or you can just play it with like kind of relative three D positional controls. But that don't work yeah, with try, uh, with still images, does it? Yeah, with the fixed I camera tried, angles. I, I, yeah, I tried it with tank controls, and um, it. I remembered like, yeah, these aren't good. No, these, <laughs> these were never good. It was the best thing you could do at the time, but they were never good. I remember Shinji Mikami said um, that. Tank controls was a was a choice because they could have done it a bit more like three um, D, but he said it was a choice for suspense. I'm like, was it really? Or was it just to slow the game down because it's a four hour game? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just so like the best way to experience this. If you just think of any game that you loved as a kid or loved in the nineties, especially like the mid to late nineties when things started to become three D, 
And then do a Google image search of it. Your mind's eye, you will be looking at that with rose tinted glasses because it will look in your mind a lot better. Yeah. Mm. People like, don't like Goda, the, they like Banjo because they're yeah. in that. A lot of the whole thing with um uh with all these remakes and remasters that come out is a lot of the times that when they're done well, they're bringing it up to what you remember the game being like. Yeah. You know? Mm. <laughs> yeah. I think that's where yeah. Final Fantasy VII is going to struggle, actually, the, the remaster, because even like story wise, people are looking back it's at a that with. Game, Rose, isn't it? Yeah, but they're looking back with, with rose tinted glasses, and I don't think it can even compete with itself. Well, that's why they did uh, no, Final Fantasy XV as a semi open world game, because it means it doesn't have to render too much constantly. Mm. It's just yeah. a lot of emptiness surrounded by mm. four towns. And like um, Final Fantasy VII is not that kind of game. Mm. No. And the thing is, I don't. this is not me getting down. There are some games, from, especially from the 90s, that I think still hold up in every way, even with the random little annoyances. Like Metal Gear Solid, I think, is still a perfect game for what it is. Yeah, because it's mainly a film, isn't it? It's mainly a film. I mean, granted, they don't have eyes or mouths, yeah. but it doesn't matter because the way the game is presented perfectly works with... What it gives, what what they had at the time. Same with the same with the original Silent Hill, despite the terrible dialogue. Oh god, yeah. I think the terrible dialogue makes it. I think Silent Hill's aged way better than Resident Evil One. Oh, absolutely, way better. Um, the original Deus Ex. Now, the original Deus Ex. If you look at it, it looks I like us. I, I I adore that with every fiber of my being. Yeah, yeah, it's it's still one of the, it's still like up to this point one of the best made games that you can ever play. I think it's There's just so much incredible. choice in it, so many options. Yeah. Uh, same going for System Shock 2 mm. like look if you look at a still image of it it looks like arse but it still has some of the best tension and the best kind of atmospherics of any game of the time Quake 2 is still so much fun to play still fast don't isn't it don't play Siphon Filter don't go back to Siphon Filter yeah like that, that, that's another way you remember Siphon Filter from the time being amazing and then you like go back at the Playstation Mini now or whatever and you look back and yeah. just like yeah, that's 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 some of those literally <laughs> nearly cried a little. Siphon filter, <laughs> the, the guy Gabe, he can run and strafe, and he can run backwards, and his head's still facing forward. <laughs> so fucking weird. He's a robot. He's he's not human. But I remember adoring that game, and I, if there was a platinum available for it, I probably would have done it on the PlayStation One. I just played that game to death. Yeah. And then when the mini came out, I went back. So I was like, oh, I can't wait to see this again. I was like, fuck, you know. Yeah, if you think if yeah. you think about Siphon Filter, and then uh, like when I like Splinter Cell and that first, I think Splinter Cell still holds up because it's, yeah, it's, it does, it's methodical, yeah, it isn't it? It's a slower paced like action game. It's and like, like I said, there are some games from the time which which will hold up to the rose tinted glasses. Which okay, they might be a little bit crunchier looking than you remember, but they're still like they are still perfectly enjoyable. Horrendous and they're still times. a lot of fun <laughs> and horrendous <laughs> times, yeah. But like if there's there's a lot of the old PC games, all the old PlayStation games, and. I would say a good chunk of the N64 games that are full rose tinted glasses. 90%. And, like, I remember, because I, I loved Super Mario 64 when I was getting, never had an N64. I used to play it at my cousin's house, and I got that 3D All Stars collection when it came out last year. I did not love it. Super Mario 64. That is a bad game. Actually, I can see standards. a sniper red dot on your head. People are coming for you. They're coming for you. Don't slag off the N64. They love it. They've all got the rose tinted glasses on. They love it. I know, I know Punk will have cancelled his uh, subscription by now, won't he? <laughs> I, the thing is, I get it though, because I'm the same with PlayStation, which is the same generation. And I think back to my, think back to like when I first got it and I was playing Dino Crisis and Spyro the Dragon. They're fucking yeah. shit. But in my head, they played like a dream. Do you know what I mean? Everything were perfect yeah. about it. And oh, I don't know. Like when they brought that Tony Ark's Pro Skater re- remake and they're like, we're not changing the controls and stuff. I'm like, 
Oh, I wish you should have, because it's it's shit to play. Well, 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 <laughs> well actually, no, when they did, actually that is a really good example of the Tony Hawk's one and two remake that they put out. Okay, from from a bad publisher, it was from Activision, but you know Not we we boys. can get past that. Um, the I, I remember reading something. Uh, it, I think it was one of the reviews. It might have been Digital Foundry, and said like they did like a side by side comparison of Tony Hawk's one and this remake. And they said they're so different, but they w- what they've done with the remake is they've remade it how you remember yeah, it. Yeah, they've tricked you. Because if you go back to the original Tony Hawk's, it's shit. Oh, it's, it's impossible garbage. to control. It's yeah, it's crap. But they've managed to get that sweet spot of like giving you the rose tinted nostalgia of it mm. because the game plays like you remember it. Mm. Yeah, which has actually turned out to be a way it never played in the in the first place. <laughs> I, I, I would I would chat into a pal of a month about uh, a, a game and. Um, we were doing we were doing these YouTube quizzes that we we're doing stuff, and a game flashed up, and I was like, "Oh, it's Shadow of the Colossus." Turns out it wasn't; it was the HD new, the new version, the remaster, the remake. I was like, "Fuck!" Yeah. I thought that's what the original looked like. No, 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 I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> Not at all. It's it, it's like when you see the um, Resident Evil um, HD version. You know the original when the remastered yeah. it compared to the GameCube original. It's like. Yeah, it's better, but then then you see the HD version, and you're like, ah, that's how my head remembers it. Exactly. It's, yeah. it's, so, it's weird. We, 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 I mean, it's just the passage of time. We all remember these things differently. We all remember these things, like especially when they were these impactful things, when technology was still new and things were still in, you know, like basic, like characters being made of 15 polygons were still impressive to us in the days when yeah. now like characters have 15 polygons per eyelash. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Wasn't Tony Hawk's? When you need like an extra hand to do some of the maneuvers. Oh yeah, it got like, it got ridiculous. Hold down L one plus left right and trying. Ah, oh. evolution skateboard were a bit troubling like that. Yeah, Tony Hawk's was really simple because you, you all the tricks you, you did off you, you jump was your X, X and then you had the, the the other three face buttons were like you hold them to do various moves. Yeah, because uh, on Tony Hawk's you just held X and you just completely sped up. It weren't. Yeah, it weren't like and skate where you have to con- keep your momentum going. Yeah, they, uh, okay. after Tony Hawk's came out, there were a load of cheaply made skating games that came out for the PS1 that all had these really complicated move systems to them. And they just, they weren't, like, the guys, uh, Neversoft, behind, who were behind the original Tony Hawk's game, they, they knew how to make a game that was yeah. impressive to play because it's naturally cartoonic. No it wasn't realistic. Can get that much air. Yeah. No, it wasn't realistic in the slightest. And um, it just worked so well. It was really good on that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was actually. I think that was the third um, one, that. Yeah, nineties games, crunchy and not as good as you remember, but somehow better. Mm. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have disposable income back then. Just... No, no, yeah, you, you, you had to make your, your your game last from Christmas to your birthday. You had to rinse it, <laughs> and then from birthday till Christmas you had to rinse it. Yeah, it was it was it, it was a double edged sword for me because my birthday is in March, so you know I can't. I can't Oh. A new game before I got bored of the Christmas game, but then I, oh. I had a nine month wait until Christmas. <laughs> Excellent! I think that's everyone done. Um, brilliant! All good. Did you go? I was trying to pretend I haven't, because I'm scared of my face. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. I'm interested. To see I've been umming and ahead. about this. <sighs> if you're listening, sit down. Roast tinted glasses. I want to talk about VR. <sighs> look, at, look at that eyebrow. I've just got the people's eyebrow then. <laughs> so the average price of a VR unit is £250. Um, not mm-hmm. many killer apps yet. Uh, most, games are, a few. most games are either experiences or shooters. Um, 
Early adopters justifying a purchase that they pretend to use weekly, which fundamentally is a fucking lie. Um, <laughs> winning VR game this year was a 15-year-old Resident Evil 4. Do you know what I mean? I think VR is a roast-tinted glasses thing. Um, now, I want you. To, I want to bear in mind, I, I've tried VR because Kurt loaned me one for a, a long period of time, and I enjoyed VR. But yeah. I enjoyed VR. I don't think it's... As good as people make out, I, I I believe it's firmly early adopters love to make out that they haven't got buyer's remorse. That's what I think it is mainly. That's so so okay. So Here we go. What is your what is your rose tinted glasses thing about it? Because what it sounds like it sounds like you're doing a different subject here. No, I think I think because people are looking at it thinking this is this is incredible. Um, and they're looking it through the view of um mm. being at the forefront of technology uh, as being pioneers when it's in, in my opinion it's just not that it's just a gimmick <laughs> but they're not looking past the fact that there isn't that much to it do you know what i'm saying they're not over the it's it's they're not over the hyped is what yeah, you're it's saying overhyped it's not what they make out like don't get me wrong beat saber's really good i'm sure that half life alex is really good it is i can't even think of any more do you know what i mean it's it's one of those things i i think there's because roasting the glasses can come from like nostalgia, like we're talking about. Roasting the glasses can also come from like, I've got this now, I've got to love it. Do you get what I mean? So I think it's, uh, yeah, I, I get what you mean. I think there's, I think you're slightly oversimplifying some parts to VR because I think there there is more to it than just the experiences and the shooters. Like, I, there are people who do art in VR, for instance. There are people who are oh, like, yeah, and it's got medical applications and stuff applications. like that. I get that. Got medical applications. Actually, so, some of my favorite things I've ever seen, like videos of like, like someone taking an Oculus Quest to like the ninety-eight-year-old great-grandma and showing them somewhere that they, you mean seen, a that they went as a kid. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, stupid rebranding, but yeah, they, they take the Quest and like someone who's infirm and can't see something, see something that they've they missed throughout their life, or like and send someone to the Sistine Chapel and stuff like that. And that is a good point, but you're limited to which system you've got. So is, if well, you've got that, a PC, that, you're absolutely right. But if you've got a console, you don't get that. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, you can say that about games in general, like this exclusive. Yeah, that's, 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 I think no, that, but I that's think, what I'm saying. Yeah. So for the PlayStation, you have got what you just said, Beat Saber, you've got shooters, you've got Astro Robot or something. Yeah. Um, Astro Bot, sorry. But then if you take them out of the equation, what else are people using their VR headset for? And they're not. They're not playing. They're not, they're not using cupboard, it. It's in, a, it's in a cupboard. Waiting for the but next then when anyone, let's just, game to do that This is that where with. I'm coming at. The, it's not an argument because I'm not against VR. I like VR. I, I enjoy mm. my time with it. I'm glad I didn't pay for it. But what the argument is, is whenever you like knock VR, the roasting of the glasses come on from people going, oh, I'm always on my VR. You're not. <laughs> no, you're not. You, you go on it occasionally yeah. because it's, it's nice to go on occasionally. It's very expensive occasionally, but that's subjective in, in itself. I just like... For me, I've got some things noted down. Like space is an issue for yes. for games. Like some people just don't have the space, and not all games are suited for sitting down and <laughs> playing a game. Um, <laughs> like uh, it's potential. We don't know yet, but it's potentially hazardous to your eyesight. But what isn't? You know what I mean? You can. Some people are nauseous from it. Yeah, isn't it? Uh, wires. Wires is another thing. Some need wires, and. Um, you could get twisted. Not on the quest, maybe. Yeah, not on the quest, obviously. That's the only one I've tried, remember. So, yeah, I, I didn't experience wires as an issue. Um, to, be, to, to, be, to be fair, I have used wires with the quest because I've before they had the air link stuff, I had to link it to the PC for some games. And the wires can be very fucking annoying. I'll concede that. Yeah, yeah. 
But what, one of the biggest points for me is that there is no killer apps. There's, there's no, like, I know people say, oh, I, I bought a VR for Half-Life, Alex. I mean, how many times have you played it? Once. Do you know what I mean? This is, it's one of those yeah. things. It's like, I get it. Like, I've got an iPad. I didn't need an iPad, but I've got rose-tinted glasses for my iPad because I've got it. And now it's making my life more fun and, and productive. But it's, it's, that kind of, it's that kind of thing. But <clears throat> and again, highly subjective. It's not how I want to play games because I'm a lazy little bastard. And, and like, I'm not ragging. I, I don't want to seem like I'm ragging it. I just think like the, the, the owners, it's, it's like something I want to talk about in the Patreon segment. Another, another one I've got for my honourable mentions. It's like the owners of it are so precious of it. They've got their rose-tinted glasses on. Say like, this is, you don't understand. You don't understand. You don't own one. It's like, I know you don't play it. Do you know what I mean? I know you played it for the first month <laughs> solidly. I absolutely. You were going to do. You, I'm not just saying you, Gadget. I'm saying people in general. I know. You, you, were, you were going to use Beat Saber as a fitness regime. And yeah, you probably did. And you probably did. It did do its wonders. But you're not playing it now. No one is. Like I said, at, at the Game Awards, the best VR game was a 15 year old game ported to VR. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, although, although to be fair, by all accounts, that yeah, port is actually mint. excellent. Like, they've, they've reworked the game <laughs> it looks really, really good. well for it to and work. This is what I mean. I, I don't dislike VR. I think it. It is potentially the future, but it's probably more a slam on early adopters, if anything. <laughs> yes, yeah, it sounds like more going for, for the early adopters. Like, to be fair, I'm I'm in a couple of uh, VR subreddits, um, and there are some just wank each other off. Like, VR's great. No, 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 no. <laughs> there are some absolutely insufferable VR evangelists. Yeah. Like that, usually the ones that say, "Oh, I don't want to get the quest. It's 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 too cheap. I want to spend a thousand pound on a Valve Index." I mean, that, that as, as we said, slightly better screens. Like, like money, money, <laughs> money, subjective. That that might not be a lot to them people, but what it is is like I've seen, I've seen on 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 like Twitter and stuff like that, people saying, "Oh, I've I've I couldn't even go back to consoles now. I've had VR." <laughs> I was like, "Fuck off!" <laughs> mm. I'll tell you what. For me, I've played a uh, Sony VR. I think it's great. Everything you said. But do I feel like I'm missing out because I don't have it? No. Yeah, and that's, I think it's, it's just growing, there. isn't it? It's yeah. a long way off. I think what they've done with the Oculus, um, the latest one, I think from what Gadget says, it's much easier to wear. There's less cables. That That's the direction it needs to go. Because when I'm going to use Sony as an example, when they were promoting VR, it was like, VR, this is going to be... Even the magazine's websites were all over it. Like, this is the future game. It's going to change completely how we play games and then there's just no support the only people crying and evangelizing it are the people that have got the roast into glass and saying yeah yeah but it is the best it's the great we've got our life alex yeah <laughs> you know mm. what i mean i think they're probably seeing the potential in it because i think it will nothing wrong i with think that. it is gonna really take off i think the, the problem is at the moment is one like you said it's bulky and it's heavy on your head mm. and you only have a small screen so rather than like looking around with your eyes because you can see that you're constantly turning your head and until you don't have to do that it's not it doesn't feel real yeah but... it's, 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 it's got a really reduced field of view yeah, and i've got massive yeah. eyes as well i can see round corners <laughs> no, you can't. without turning my head so i think vr will always be niche but i think it'll always be interesting i think that's what i like about it but I understand where you're coming from. Like, I don't think I don't think VR is going to replace traditional gaming. Mm. I don't think it's going to replace traditional apps. But I think there's some, there's a lot of really cool shit you can do with it. Mm. Of course, there I is. Also, I, I also I, I also accept its limitations. Like the Quest Two is quite underpowered. Like it'll get. It's just an Android machine, isn't it? 
But it's 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 about about as powerful powerful as a PS3. Yeah, which is enough, isn't it? Because you can't have which it is, too which, which, powerful. Yeah, yeah, which is yeah, which is enough. But it's going to get to the point where probably this next year, probably in twenty twenty two, the games will need something more powerful for it. Like you'll start seeing less good games coming out quest only, and they'll need the PC to Absolutely. run and stuff like that. Um, and I think that it'll never it'll never break into the mainstream probably because it's too high a cost point. Um, and is it kind of bulky hard? Like, I mean, the Quest Two weighs fuck all, but it's still annoying to put on sometimes. <laughs> but that's what puts like, you off, doesn't it? It's like, oh, I've got to get ready for VR. I've got to move my guitars. I've got to, you know, what I mean, I've got to space my room I, out. I, I, yeah, I don't even VR up here. I do it in the living room, but I've still got to move the, make sure the cats are at the yeah. room, move the coffee table around. <laughs> make sure, and make stuff sure like the that. missus isn't going to spook you. <laughs> yeah, that's because they do that times. all the time. Not that. That's all I did when, when I had that on the the. the Kurt kindly borrowed me for a few months. I just kept getting spooked. <laughs> it's like, it's not funny anymore because I was playing that The Room, which I really enjoyed, and the only game I found that I could sit down and play. <laughs> yeah. But, there, yeah. I, there, yeah, there, yeah there, are, there are some really good aspects to VR, but yeah, I, I agree. There are a lot of people who like see it. I think it is more the early adopters, like the people who bought them day one and like had the Quest one or had the old Oculus Rift and stuff like yeah. that. And kind I of just think it's a different push beast. Push from that is the most incredible it's thing. It's a different beast from like, I understand early adopters with PC hardware and stuff like that. PC is fundamentally the only thing you technically need. That's, that's the number one thing. Early ad- I'm still waiting for PC2. PC2 is going to be incredible. <laughs> it's going to be incredible. But yeah, I, I get why people are getting the net latest graphics cards, the latest keyboards, the latest mouse, everything like that, cooling stuff. Yeah. That's understandable. That's 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 how the industry exists because of PC. Do you know what I mean? PC yeah. is the master race. I have to admit it, even though I don't have PC, I've got laptop. Um, mm. But it is the ma- without that we wouldn't have this. Do you know what I'm saying? I get that, yeah. but I think VR is such a they're so precious that that. And I'm not saying you are because you're not. You've never chucked VR down my no. face. You just said you'll probably like this one, or you won't like this one. Yeah. Which is absolutely how we should be. <laughs> But a lot of people are just so pressed. Like I remember once, because my son wanted the PSVR for Christmas, and I were in game over week, and I said, "What? Why is it so expensive?" And the guy at game, and not all game people are like this, but he went, oh, "What do you mean? Why is it so expensive? It's the future." It's like <laughs> fucking shut up, you prick. <laughs> but even Sony released their uh, PSVR, and you still had to get the move controllers from previous. About the fucking camera separately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At first, they just just released a box with a headset in that you couldn't do anything with unless you bought the camera separately and the move controllers. Mm. Yeah. I just, I just think it's one of those things. Like we all probably when we first, like like we've said before on a nostalgia episode, when we first got a touchscreen phone, like, this is never going to catch on. It's awful. But it catches on. LG Beauty? Yeah, LG Beauty. That nearly, that nearly killed touchscreen phones for everybody. <laughs> I, know. I took it back, mate. <laughs> but yeah, it's one of those things. I just think the fan base can be quite um, violent towards people that are trying to, trying, to, trying to get a bit more information about it. They're, they're, they're just, they're, they've got them specs on. They're like Morpheus roasting the glasses, actually. <laughs> the super, the, they haven't even got sides. They're just clipped onto the nose. And they're like, the Quest is the best thing ever. That kind of, it's like... Why is it? <laughs> I want tell me why it is, rather than we've got Half Life Alex. That's not enough for you know the general public. Really, just sounds like you're jealous. You can't play Half Life. I want to play it. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I do want to play it. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like it, it's not the hardware that's bothering me. It's the the fan base. <laughs> They've got they have okay. got roasting the glasses for it, and it's 
yeah. I think it's I'm, a bit petty. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad this. Is, what, what was that other subject that you had? One of these. In fact, when you were trying to describe what gamers were, and you kind of went around the houses <laughs> like this. Oh God, yeah, because I'm terrible. Work out what your actual I'm point was. I'm terrible at getting my point across. When <laughs> I think Candy understood me at the beginning, she get she got where I'm coming from. Because I just, yeah, it's, it's it's such an odd thing to see to bear witness to. Like, it's in my opinion, it's worse than console wars. It's just. Bleh. Gross. Even Sony are giving freebies away for PlayStation Plus for VR, yeah. but they're not. No one's no one's using games. them. <laughs> no one's just... Yeah. To, to, to be fair, if you think console wars are pathetic, you should see the wars between people who are like arguing between the HTC G two and uh, sorry the LG G two and the uh, the the Quest two and uh, the, yeah. is it just awful? You just like watch it. Oh, do you watch it for entertainment? Bleak. You read read it for entertainment, like I do on Pornhub. It's, yeah, it's one of those things that I'll, I'll get in, I'll weird into those arguments. And, and like, I, I remember I remember there was one, there was someone who would complain, oh, you need good headphones to play the Quest. And I just popped in and says, oh, the speakers were fine on the Quest. They jumped down. Even though you're head. a sound oh, engineer. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, just, I didn't say they were good. I said they were fine. Yeah. It's directional audio from two tiny little speakers that points at your ears. It's like, I think it's cool for what it does. they've constantly... No, apparently it's not good enough. Apparently I need some fucking banging Olufsen's on my head to play on the Quest. <laughs> it's because they've constantly got... They've got the rose the glasses glued to the brain. They're just stuck on... They're just stuck there. It's like they can't see past... I don't know what it is they can't see past, but they just can't see past it. And it's... That's, that's what bothers this me This is going to be a fucking bitch to edit so that you start making sense. Don't, don't. Just leave, it, leave this in, mate. Leave this in. I don't care. Leave the thought process. I, I don't care what... Is there a thought process, Candy? Is there a thought process? I had more yes, notes, but the bar. Different stages to everyone else's. I had, I had more notes, but the bar to read. I would just had facts and figures and health scares and stuff. But I'm not interested in that. <laughs> but the self scares and everything in there. I was reading some other day that every time I catch up gives you cancer. VR will make you impotent. Yeah. <laughs> have, have you got, have you got all the stats for the amount of TVs that were smashed by people's controllers flying out their hands, or like people playing Richie's Plank experience and leaping into their TV? I have a stat TV. that Sony Sony Bravia. If if a TV is smashed by a Sony uh, VR, do you know the the ones that's not in your yeah. warranty. <laughs> Even though their own devices have done this. <laughs> But yeah, I, 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 yeah, they've just got permo um, roasting the glasses on these these type of folk, these um, Reddit people. Merry Reddit to you all. <laughs> <laughs> they were called move controllers, not ones. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Says I'm ones. <laughs> Oh god! Do you know what? I, yeah, I live underneath a um, a VR headset. like an airport. No, like the, the, the I, I'd live near Bristol Airport, basically. And I was constantly like, just paranoid that with the, the ones that I was going to land a plane in my front room or something. Is that because <laughs> you wandered outside into the garden? This VR is so immersive. I've wandered outside. <laughs> What's that? The sound of the PlayStation dragging behind <laughs> yeah. me? Yeah. Dip it in the ground. <laughs> oh god! It's probably one of those things though with that technology. The, mo- the most expensive one is probably the best. It's that simple, isn't it? You probably land yeah. a PS5, can you? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's. I, I want to know if our um, listeners have a more coherent discussion. <laughs> so I don't, get, I, get that. I don't, grab know, bag. I don't know because. Well, the, I mean, I'm saving it to last, but Super Natty Cat has written in, so I don't think coherency is what we're going to get today. God. It's not just me that's absolutely mental. <laughs> yeah, we'll start with Angry Kerr, best boy. He is. Um, He's coming saying some old football games on the PS1 and PS2 I thought were brilliant at the time, but they were awful when I look back now. There was one called FA Premier League Stars I tried playing again about three years ago, and I wanted to be sick. <laughs> but there are two things I believe other people look back on with rose tinted glasses. The first is Link's Awakening. 
What? I played the remake earlier this day, and whilst I could understand how pe- could, people could put up with it back then, I don't know how they could give it a pass now. Some of the puzzles are really obtuse, and there's very little guidance as to where you're supposed to go. I'd use a guide loads, which ruined the experience for me. I think most people who liked the remake maybe played the original and were kids, so would uh, put up with the lack of guidance, as it would just extend the life of the game, uh, then with the remake could remember where to go. But for a new player like myself, I thought it was a very poor game. And my second choice is, you know what? Don't Rocky. do it, Kurt. Don't do it. Rocky. <laughs> the, the, jokes the aside, I would love any of you... No, no, the <laughs> film. <laughs> the biscuit. <laughs> All jokes aside, I would love any of you to go back and watch it now and give me an honest appraisal of what month. you thought. <laughs> I have many problems with the film, but specifically for this question, it would be that last fight scene, which I think could have been done better back then. <laughs> right, I, I've, got some, I've got two things with this, right? Um, the, oh, okay, I'm going to sit, sit back here. Right. Rocky is an Oscar-winning film, multiple Oscar-winning films. It's an incredible film. Yes, the choreography is not up to par than what we get nowadays. It's it, it's a 70s film, for fuck's sake. And <laughs> it's it's a, it's not a sports film. It's a story about a guy coming from rags to riches. It's a fucking masterpiece. And I watched the whole fucking, every rock, even Creed's last month, I watched them all, and they're incredible. Maybe not Rocky Five, but they're incredible. I think. Have you heard about the Rocky Four cut that's supposed to be out? I can't wait for that. I can't wait for that. I'm really interested to see that. They cut the robot out, but they've reinserted stuff that was cut. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I haven't seen any of the Rocky films. Oh, yeah, Polly, his his brother in law, has a robot wife on Rocky (laughs) Four. Yeah. (laughs) I love you, (laughs) Polly. What? Oh, yeah, that happened. It's true. Rocky's got more money, so he buys him a wife. Robot wife, <laughs> you, you're fucking shitting me. Not even laughing. We're not. Yeah, we're Rocky Four not. brings him his whiskey and stuff. Here you go, Barley. <laughs> Rocky Four. Well, now what? you've got a bit sort of. What's in the ever-loving Rocky Four? Is incredible as well. It's one of the better ones. Yeah. The robot is named Seiko. The robot was made by International Robotics <laughs> Inc. in New York by CEO and creator Robert Durnick, who is also the voice. Yeah, I love you, Barley. The Pally. robot was written. Robot was written into the film to help treat Stallone's son, Shago, however you pronounce that name, for autism. The robot scenes will be removed from the upcoming director's cut of Rocky IV. Bring back the robot cut. (laughs) But I'm looking at the... This is... Absolutely fucking aghast at this. So, uh, Rocky in review coming very soon. I'm not going to escape it for all patrons. Oh, Rocky's so good. I watched good. them with you, Gadget. What? What the? Fu- what the fuck was Sylvester Stallone licking off the bathroom floor to think of that? Lots and lots of coke. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was? What was Kurt's first point as well? I forgot now after all that robot chat. Link's 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 yeah, link's awake, awake, that was it. Um, I played it for the first time this year, the remake, and I found it was incredible. And I'm going to say it, guys. Strap in. It's the Dark Souls of Zelda. <laughs> It's the one that doesn't point you where to go. There's no arrow. You have to talk. You have to investigate. And I loved every fucking second of it. And I'd never played the original. So, you're wrong again. Rocky and Link's Awakening are both banners. Yeah, best boys. Uh... In fact, yeah. we're going to get Biggie and Kurt to have a boxing match. Oh, yes. <laughs> nice. To see who wins. With 70s choreography. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Rocky 2 remember Rocky 2 Big House oh 
Rocky Two is so good. Oh, Rocky Three. They're all oh, good apart from Five. five. <laughs> yeah. But Five still, still worth watching. Absolutely astonished by this robot. This, this just really fucking blew my mind. There's, here. there's other things. He, he, he gets a tiger on one of them. <laughs> there's other stuff on Rocky. He he um he runs up and down Russian mountains lifting logs. Um. Yeah. Yeah, he, he beats someone. I mean, spoiler alert, he beats someone that's on steroids. He's that strong. He, he fights Hulk Hogan. <laughs> fights Hulk Hogan. And, miss, and Mr. And T, Mr. T, T yeah. Movie. Rocky's incredible. Rocky's great. Jesus Christ. Uh, right, okay, let's, uh, let's carry on before I lose my mind. So the other half of the ne- uh, Never Watchers is written in as well, Pete Beckett. Uh, he said to the, the film Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, I loved it during hazy nights with lots of drinking and illicit substances. Decided to watch it this year again for the first time in five years while sober, and it doesn't have quite the same effect, despite remembering the whole script. <laughs> that's not rose-tinted glasses, that's beer goggles. Pete, have you ever tried yeah. mescaline? Because <laughs> if you haven't, no one should try watch mescaline. it and try mescaline. <laughs> it, 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 gives it, it gives it a different... Stop telling our listeners to do it drugs. It, it's a natural drug. It gives it, it, gives it, I don't care. it gives it a different edge to it. No, but he's right, the film's terrible, the book. Failing that, try ketamine. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> the book, in, on the other hand, is a great book. Um, yeah, the book's Hunter a great S. Thompson's read. a great gonzo journalist, but the film, yeah, it's just... It's crap. Uh, Ray has written in with, uh, Hi, Modern Escapism. I was a little shocked upon learning the reviews of Home Alone 2, because it's my favourite Home Alone. I watched the movie on TV when I was little, and it was my first Home Alone instead of the first film. A child is so easy to please, the movie doesn't even have to be well-written, well-acted, or carrying any profound message. <laughs> Just has to make me laugh at the right moment. In fact, I was probably too young to notice how it repeated its predecessor, even if I saw the first film. As such, Home Alone 2 used to bring me lots of joy, but it's so much like an ugly childhood toy, I still find lovable through a pair of rosy glasses. I'm with with him. Um, I think 2 is better than 1. However, the the plot is odd that the same thing happens again. What about child services and stuff like that? You know what I mean? It's like, that's neglect. And also, you've got the lady in the park is a complete copy of the guy with a spade in the first movie. Yeah, yeah. just like, remade the film and just yeah. transplanted it's, somewhere It's else. definitely a, a remake of the original, but I think it's got better set pieces. Yeah, has, has anyone watched this new version on Disney Plus, which is apparently a shot-for-shot remake of the original? Yeah, but with English really? English kids. And Karen Gillan. Yeah, I watch anything with Karen Gillan in. <laughs> well, we look forward to your review then. <laughs> okay. Right. Can't delay it anymore. Oodles. Sit down for this one. Oh boy. I'm strapped in. Super Natty Cass. Oh, she's back. Rose tinted glasses. Hmm. Very, very controversial, so cover thine ears. Mm. I cannot stand the MCU. Fuck off. Not all not all of it before I get absolutely slated by Oodles or Stig. You guys always play hating on me just because I speak the truth. <laughs> and don't even get me started on Gex. I'm getting to, I'm getting attitude neck here, like reading out her writing. <laughs> I watched all the Iron Mans, all the Spider-Mans, and I adored them. Thor, Captain America, they suck dicks so hard because they've got the MCU stamp on them, they get a free pass for being shit. WandaVision, shit, confusing, what? boring. Whoa. Black Widow, boring as fuck. Wow. I have to act for Super Natty Cat. The way she writes her emails is ridiculous. <laughs> Haven't even seen the endgame, don't want to. Problem is now, because I've not watched all of them, the new Spider-Mans with Tom Holland I can't appreciate when I, I know I think I would like them more. But everyone who loves them talks about everyone who loves them. Hang on, she can't even type. Them who, and, or maybe I can't read. But everyone who loves them who talks about bits of the MCU are not being as good as others still say the rubbish films are good. They are not. 
Just because they got a cameo from someone better does not excuse them from being absolute whack, regurgitated <laughs> bollocks. Sorry, guys, I can I can talk about tampons again if it makes you feel any better. No. So, many things. Um, I have gone on record to say there are at least five MCU films that I would call trash. Absolute shite. Um, I, 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 take, I, take, I take that Thor 2 five times. Yeah, mainly. Mm. Um, how can you watch WandaVision not watching Endgame first? That's very odd. <laughs> to me, that's it's like watching The Godfather 3 you. first. <laughs> it's just odd. Um, you're an odd person, uh, Natika. <laughs> uh, also, uh, you like Too Fast, Too Furious. You also admitted that Adam Sandler is one of your favourite actors. You like Jar Jar Binks. And your top ten <laughs> film is Liar Liar and Pretty Woman. And you're just... A- <laughs> You're, you're, you're a terrible, terrible person. And you fucking brought receipts here. Your opinions are absolutely null and void. Like anyone that thinks Adam Sandler is top tier should be thrown off a boat before I mean, even it the ice. I mean, I'm not saying top tier, but it, it's fairly high up on my opinion. Fucking Adam Sandler. Let's fucking let's let's park here for a second. He Adam has kind Sandler. eyes. He has kind eyes. Yeah, but so did fucking Bundy. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it, it, that doesn't work. That doesn't like rom-coms, though. No, he didn't. Feel better when you're ill. He made his own. Sandler to Ted Bundy. Yeah, I did. Adam Sandler's a fucking prick. <laughs> and yeah, but he I will wasn't fight a serial him. killer. I'll fight him. I'll fight Adam Sandler. His films may have killed a After few Biggie people. After Biggie fights Kurt, I'll fight him. I'll be second on the card. I'll absolutely fight Adam Sandler. He won't do it, though, because he's a... He's just an idiot. I don't like him. And you, you shock horror. <laughs> his films are crap. And yeah, um, Super Night Cats has got a fucking MC. Come on, come on. I, 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 I ain't got words. Like it's modern day <laughs> mythology. It's incredible stuff. It's just, but there, there is, there is shit in it. But when you've got that many films and TV shows, there is shit. There's just gonna be shit in there. That's just maths. But wow, yeah. Get out. That was a hard one to take, I have to say. Yeah. I'm, I'm, do we still want... Yeah, I suppose we should get some more feedback from Supernatica. Can't wait for next week. It's, I yeah. just, it's like, oh, you don't have to like all the MCU, do you know what I mean? I, watch, wait, watch I mean, she likes some of the MCU. Thor Ragnarok. Like Spider-Man How can films? you not like Thor Ragnarok? It's one of the best films ever made. Yeah, I agree. It's just, just pure. It's just a pure film and... She's like, oh, God, little Nicky. Oh, use little Nicky as a tampon. Oh, fucking shite, mate. Shite. Fuck off, Adam Sandler. Oh, happy Gilmore. It's all in the hips. Grow up. Crap. Oh, what the fuck am I going to do for this week's social clubs? Fucking does my head in, Adam Sandler. This Adam Sandler love. I prefer gamers over that. Oh, well, moving swiftly on. Get him on the show and I'll fucking say to his face. (laughs) The thing is, he'd probably agree with me. Fuck, oodles, move on. No, he'd agree with me. He'd say he's shit as well. Prick. I mean, I mean, I mean. To be fair, he did. He did win an acting award, and he and he went up on stage. I think it was like a Screen Actors Guild award, and he went up on stage and said to to the other nominees. You will forever be the people that lost an acting award to Adam. Because he knows, he knows. <laughs> his whole career is just going on holiday. I think it was was it Frontcut Gems? Was it? Which is his best film, and I don't think he wrote it. No, he didn't write it. He just started. It. Exactly. I didn't like that one. Drunk Punch Love. He, he he also didn't write that one, and he's good in that. Punch Drunk Love. Yeah, that one. Yeah. 
He's good in that. But everything else is wank. Fuck you, Adam Sandler. Fuck you. Having it. Not having it. <laughs> now we're going to see Candy move on. Civil and, War. Uh, Oodles in the boxing ring now. I'll fucking do it. <laughs> Come on then. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Candy, candy fights dirty. Yeah. Just throws cats at you and everything. Exactly. You better watch out. <laughs> Bring it. She'll, fi- she'll finish the bottle of wine, then smash it so over. Be- I'm the, in the red corner on Team Adam Sandler. It's Candy Machine in the blue Candy corner. Machine. Team MCU. It's Oodles on him. <laughs> God. Honestly, I'm drunk all the time. I have no inhibitions. You're drunk all the you time. You better watch I'm out. Off my this head is going to be a time. battle. This is going to be a battle of the ages. What <laughs> was that there. show? That celebrity death match. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Let's get it on. <laughs> Kurt, Kurt, Biggie, me and Candy. Who's, who's guys it gonna fight? I'm not fighting anybody. I'm a pacifist. <laughs> I'm a lover, not a hater. Fighter. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, right. Let's let's make game potato. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just present her with a cat and she'd be fine. Yeah. Let's move on to the socials and what we're we doing next week. I reckon it's gonna be a good one. Oh, it certainly is. First, before that though, um, you can visit our website modernescapism.co.uk on there you can find a link to all of our socials all of our contact details our merch store so you can get a little uh, biggie sticker head and uh, <laughs> a little biggie little bit get a little biggie for your uh, for your phone can, can, can we get a biggie bubble head made oh, mate i think I, I i think oh. i want one of those as well so even if it's just <laughs> for us <laughs> Like a lucky one, so you rub his head before the show every time. Oh, oh my yeah. God, let's do one where there's, there's one out of the 50 that we makes gold, and that's the super rare one, and it just goes <laughs> chase out. chase version. Yeah, it just goes out <laughs> randomly. Oh. Uh, if you've got any comments or feedback, you can fill out a form on our website, tweet us or email us on modernescapismpod at gmail.com. Uh, we also have a Discord server if you'd like to join our community of listeners for a chat about the podcast, many other aspects of pop culture and escapism. If you enjoy Twitch and want to keep us company whilst playing some games, you can find us on twitch.tv slash modernescapism. Um, we've been taking a little bit of a break the last couple of weeks, but we'll be back at it in the new year. Um, we've already told you about our Patreon, so if you're feeling generous and want to give us a bit of extra support so we can continue to bring you new content, please consider subscribing on patreon.com forward slash modernescapism. You getting attacked? It's a cat. <laughs> Who brought the drummer in? <laughs> He's refrained from doing that. I thought it might have been Adam Sandler coming and talking about me. Shit. He's stuck in a cupboard. He can't get out. Let me out. Help me. Shut up, Adam. Right. Fuck off, Panda. Fuck off, Panda. Where do we go? <clears throat> right. I'll start that bit again. We've already told you about our Patreon, so if you're feeling generous and want to give us a bit of extra support so we can continue to bring you new content, Please consider subscribing on patreon.com forward slash modern escapism. And we really appreciate any con- contributions. And if you want to support us in a non-financial way, leaving us a five-star review wherever you can makes a huge difference too. Now, next week, this is the exciting part. We have a live show at oh 8 o'clock. God. Friday, 8 o'clock GMT on Twitch. Oh we'll be having God. our end of year wrap up. We'll be talking about our favorite things of the whole year. Some awful Christmas media, and we may even have a secret Santa to unwrap. And this will be fully interactable on Twitch, so you'll be able to talk to us in real time whilst we're recording the show, and we'll try and answer you as re- as we record, like we did last time. And you can find us again on Twitch.tv/modernescapism, eight o'clock Friday. 
Yeah, don't the seventeenth. Make sure you point out it's Friday the seventeenth. <laughs> so as of if you listen to this day one, it's tomorrow. Yeah, I've mastered but, uh, time. If, for, yes, for 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 anyone who can't make that that um that live stream, it'll obviously be out on the normal podcast feed the week after as normal. And uh, patrons, there will be still be a Patreon Patreon section on the audio version. And yeah, when that drops, I'll put a timestamp in to say you know skip ahead to two hours. I'll or listen whatever, again. You know. Well, listen again if you want to. But, and will yeah, all of can... us make it through to the end of the show? Yeah, last year we did. Are we going to get Stig two point note? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like that he just drinks so much whiskey that he, or whatever he drinks and just disappears. I like it. I like... <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, he did. He, he did that in person. He drank a whole bottle of gin. Yeah, that's what least. I mean. It's chaotic. Like it's just chaotic in general. It's, it's like... a sudden drop off though with him, isn't it? It's fine, 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 gone. He, he, he doesn't do what I do. I, I like steadily plateau. And then I look, and I've had ten cans, and then and you've lost a shoe in the street. Yeah, and then 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 I've then I've got to remember I've got to walk home. That's what gets me. It's not the uh, I'm fine if I if I drop dead at home. I'm fine, but yeah. See, I just get slightly more chatty, and then I get to a point where I think to myself, I'm going to say something weird, so I better just not say anything at all. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna it's gonna be fun, but don't bring another Adam Sandler nonsense you to the chat. At all. <laughs> But it's it, yeah, it, it was fun last year. Uh, it's going to be fun this year. Um, and it's live this year. Yeah, oh yeah, we just recorded it last year and sent it out, didn't we? Did, yeah. This is live, yeah. so yeah, don't say fuck our bugger. Um, <laughs> Actually, we'll, we'll say fuck and bugger quite <laughs> yeah, a lot, to be fair. Yeah, um, yeah it's gonna it's gonna be uh, sensational um, if I do say so myself. Um, it's not going to be a typical episode like we do. We're gonna basically we're not doing the nexus like we normally. We're just chatting about as favorite thing of the. It's not a competition or anything like that. It's personal favorites. And then we're, we're, we're also putting effort into this one as well. Like we have prepared things. Oh yeah, it's prepared. I've already written a script. I read it. Kind of a script, barely a script. You know what I mean? But about as much of a script as you normally. Yeah, do. which is not. Oh, oh, I do write a big script about VR and don't read it. Noodle <laughs> <laughs> standard. That kind of thing. That kind of thing. All the effort, none of the payoff. But yes, I think that is all we're going to get out of the um, the scrubs that don't pay us this week. Um, Thanks for being that kind of scrub, but please, if you don't pay us, just review us at least. Um, if, if you don't like us, give us a five-star review and tell us why you don't like us. We will definitely read that. Um, but if you give us a... Out on the, out on the podcast as well. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. But if you give us a like one-star review and tell us you don't like them, we'll just completely ignore its existence. Um, but yeah, that's the show. Um, sorry I got aggressive towards... If you are new to this, I don't usually shout at our listeners and... Feedback right is it? It's just when certain <laughs> bad opinions, yeah, when bad opinions get thrown at me, I just I've got to I've got to jump on them, as people do with me. But yes, good night. We'll meet everyone else round the back. I, I wish I had verbal diarrhea, though. I, I get verbal constipation, unfortunately. <laughs> I love Twiglet. Yum, 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 yum. Christmas treat for me to eat. Twiglets, twiglets, twiglets.